morning, good evening, or good night. Whenever you're watching this, I want to thank you for watching the newest episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. It's episode 289, where we're reviewing The Black Phone, the new Ethan Hawke spooky spectacular, right in the middle of summer. I'm Ryan Eliopoulos. I'm joined by my best buds in the world, Brandon T. McClure. Hello, everyone. I'm Ben Magnet. I'm actually awake. Hell yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> we are not uh, joined by our normal companion, Sparks. He is on a vacay, a cool vacay. But speaking we got of horror movies, speaking he's in of horror movies, in the woods, he is in a cabin in the woods. Uh, but luckily, movies aren't real, and he's probably just fine. Thanks for stopping by, guys. We're doing an early show. I'm feeling good. I'm hella tired. How you feeling, Ben? I'm also hella tired. Hell yeah, Brandon. Are you are you tired? Are you you're normally a normal a morning person? Well, I normally wake up in the morning. That doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a morning person. Gotcha. Um, but I did watch the Last Jedi last night, way later than I should have. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I am also a little tired, but happy to be here. Good. I, last Jedi, good movie. Not controversial whatsoever. No. Uh, we are here to be spooky, and I'm so glad Ben got to see a spooky movie, because I feel like it's been a long time. For it's, been a minute. it's been a minute. Uh, it's been Octo a minute. Yeah. October's rolling around, which is my favorite time of year. Um, we got, how? let's let's see, June, July, August, September. Yeah, we still got a few, four, four months, four or five months to go until we get into our favorite time of the year, spooky time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to blink ban and you're going to be playing so many scary video games. But before we do yeah. that, what's up, Brandon? How's it going? What's what's going on with the podcast? You know, we have links, Ryan, so, as as you so nicely implied. I want to say that that intro was so smooth. It was. I like so it. smooth. It's never going like to happen it. again. It's like, <laughs> hold up, where's BTS? It's like, smooth like butter. Oh, we're going to um, copyright struck now. Uh, yeah, so we do have links. Uh, we have we didn't do a whole lot for the podcast this week. Um, I'm out of town, uh, as is um, as is is that who I think it is? That's my friend Ian. Oh what? my god! Where's what? Hello, friend. What? Wow, look at that live. Hey, live man. Recording. Ian Sane one three eight says hi, dudes. We both me and Ryan know that man. I do. I worked with him. I've made love to him. That's not true. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Not no yet. <laughs> <laughs> audio uh, listeners we have a friend in the chat sorry <laughs> yeah so so we so we so we have um i haven't, I haven't talked to that guy in ages um so we have so we have two links for our podcast in the description below for fake nerds watch we have the first episode of our miss marvel discussion that's the first two episodes that we cover in that episode um check it out we had a lot of fun discussing that show as Hell well yeah. as we put up right the day it dropped obi-wan kenobi Hell yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, so that is done. Obi-Wan Kenobi is done now, guys. All six episodes. Yeah. Are, we have Faker's Watches. Three Faker's Watches for all six episodes. The latest one in the in the description covers five and six. So. It, it's been, no spoilers, but it's been a couple of days, Brandon. Have you calmed more? Are you more, are you more, are you still feeling the same feels? How do you feel in a couple of days after? I'm feeling a little bit better because I'm just kind of remembering some of the things I like about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one Good. of the things, one of the things that I'm really hopeful is that we see O'Shea Jackson's character again. He is the way he talks so much about how he loves being in Star Wars. There's no way he's not an Andor, right? There's no way he's not in Andor. That's what I think too. He's got to yeah. be an Andor. You can't just be a random like Resistance guy and not show up in the Resistance show, right? So, so no spoilers. But when he when he leaves the show, he says, "I'm just getting started," and I'm like, "Yeah, you are." He looked <laughs> right at the camera and said, "He will return in Andor." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mag is in the chat. Hello, sir. Good morning. Look at that. Says Good morning. morning. Good morning. 
Um, yes, and of course, we have other links. Ryan, your YouTube channel is once again linked below. You did a couple things on there. I did. So first, um, I'll talk about it like in my actual week because I want to discuss it more, but I played more Sura's Wrath. Uh, I played like the hidden extra DLC secret ending nonsense. Um, and then I also started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I'll talk about that more in depth later. Very cool. Uh, my Screen Rant work is also linked below as well. I didn't publish anything this week. Um, I was supposed to have an Infinity Saga piece, but something happened this week that I'm sure we all know in the world that I just felt like it wasn't necessary. So <clears throat> that was pushed to next week, and uh, nothing from Screen Rant happened this week just because of how that was scheduled. Uh, but you can check out my back catalog. I got plenty of plenty of things there that maybe you have or haven't read. Check them out. Give me a link. I get more money. <laughs> um, and Grayson Live... Ben. Yeah. 39 and 40. Yep. For your Super Mario 3D World. Yep. We were uh so Grace and I in those episodes we're talking about uh Dungeons and Dragons because he and I are now part of a DD group. And we we just at the time of those recordings, we just finished what our DM calls Tutorial Island. So that way we get a feel of how because we use a program called uh Roll 20, which is like a virtual Dungeons and Dragons uh board. So we won't be able to meet together, but it's still really fun. And of course, playing Super Mario is always fun. And we keep getting distracted because we keep jumping in. It's like, hey, we hey, we can make this jump and then we fall to our death. Yes. Uh, it, it, I, I, there was one episode where I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was watching it and, and you missed you missed the star. Like, obviously, and I saw it, but you didn't because you were talking about Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, no, Ben, Ben, go back. Ben, go back. <laughs> Turn back time. <laughs> that was fun. Um, Roll twenty. Roll twenty is a really cool uh, free uh, 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 piece of software that you can use. Yeah, I, I used that when I was trying to make my my mech one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And Ben, you have a, a final link in the description. A article of yours yes. published. Yes. So this week was Sonic the Hedgehog's thirty first anniversary, and even though um, Sonic Origins came out, month the article I wrote isn't about Sonic Origins. It's about all the Sonic games that came out for only Nintendo consoles. Okay. Because he has a bit of a, a bit of a history of those. And some of them are really, really good. Some of them, of course, are not so good. Some of them are downright terrible. So this is just like a fun little look back at all the games that Sonic has been or has had that are on Nintendo consoles and Nintendo consoles only. That was a fun one, right? Ooh, uh, did you see that? Uh, did you see the, the developer of Sonic Origins shitting on, on Sega? I heard that he was shitting on Sega. I didn't read into it. Uh, so he says that the game that they turned in, while not perfect, is absolutely not the product that's on the shelf. So, so a lot of stuff they did behind the scenes to make it uh, more shitty for you know like microtransactions and like DLC and stuff, where that wasn't his intention whatsoever. So uh, there's some there's some some bad blood it looks like, which is unfortunate. I heard that the game was supposed to have uh, like you would have other characters you could play as, but there's not in the game. Well, there's one game that that is that is part of it still. Um, I'm not so sure about that specific detail, but it's just stuff like he turned in a product, and then when it was on the shelf, he's like, "Huh, that's not that's not exactly what I mm. what I made." Crazy. That's too bad. As in you, yeah, because yeah, by the looks of the trailer, it's it's supposed to be that you were able to play as Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles throughout all the games. Oh, oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Actually, then, yeah, yeah, because that I mean. I mean, there was a ROM hack years ago where you could play as Knuckles in the original Sonic the Hedgehog, but then I guess Sega finally said, okay, we're actually going to make it into a legitimate thing by putting Knuckles in, because they added Knuckles into Sonic 2, thanks to lock-on cartridge, 
But then in previous games that like came out for like iOS and other stuff, they added Knuckles into the games as playable character as a playable character. So maybe we'll get some fun DLC that we'll need to buy that we don't actually that we shouldn't buy. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it really freaking sucks. I haven't gotten Sonic Origins yet, but it really freaking sucks. The more I hear about this, the more I'm like, this blows. By all accounts, though, like the games themselves are good. Yeah. Everything surrounding it is bad, but like, like the thing that like I'm eventually gonna buy it is like the story mode where they compl- where they all the games are played mm-hmm. in chronological order with additional cutscenes added to make it one long story. That's really cool. That seems to be the best feature. Yeah. Everything else seems to be not so good. I mean, anniversary mode also with um, and because anniversary mode you don't lose lives, you so you can mm-hmm. play through the straight game. You can just go and have a fun time and experience the story for what it, for what it is. That is really good, is because. Let's be honest, the original Sonic the Hedgehog, it's okay. It's an okay, it's a good game, but it's not like the best one, not like Sonic 2, Sonic 3, or CD. Mm-hmm. But man, all this microtransaction stuff is just like, damn it, Sega, you had the perfect shot and you fucked it up. You goofed it. Yeah. You goofed it. Well, maybe that'll be your next Go Nintendo article. Let's maybe. Go. Um, all right, so that's all the links we have in the description. So check them all out. We work really hard if you guys want to see them. Who wants to go first with their week? I'll go first. All right. Since I didn't even put my uh, nose. So there's a, hold on. There's a joke in community where where they just let, where Pierce like Pierce gets gets uh, his legs broken in a trampoline accident. Oh no! And uh, when they walk up to when they walk when like uh, Jeff and Troy walk up with him in the wheelchair and he's like popping pills because Andy Dick is telling him to. Um, it's a crazy show. Um, and he and he's and the. Uh, the guy, uh, Jeff, goes, okay, who wants to make sure he's not going to OD? And then everyone does this. And he's like, wait, when did we start doing this? <laughs> Just let him. Just let him. Nice. So what did I do? So what did I do this week? Um, the big thing is that Shredder's Revenge came out last weekend or last week. Mm. And I streamed it on my I streamed it on my uh, Twitch last uh, Tuesday morning. And I played through all of arcade mode in one go with people online, with complete randos online. And I have to say that game is awesome that game is so much fun it truly is like a great arcade beat em up and what i love what our um what i love what tribute did with the online part is that if you're playing online on arcade mode people can come in and out of the game no problem drop like in drop can, out yeah they can drop in drop out when we were f- facing the final boss we had a full roster of si- all of, of six playable characters there was absolute chaos going on the screen, but it was just so much fun. And I cannot wait to play this game with you guys. Shredder's, I was once I was done, I was exa- I was super tired. I had a long day at work for the, the prior, but I'm just sitting there going, man, I want to do this again. I want to keep going back. This is way too fun. One day. You know, it's, a, it's a good game. We will. Mm-hmm. We will soon, eventually. Yeah, so Shredder's Revenge, definitely recommend it. Super fun. Um, there, there are, there were some times though, that a lot of chaos was going on the screen that I was like losing, um, I was losing track of where I was going. And also there's like my one little nitpick is that there's this way where you can like charge your special by doing a taunt. Like you, there's two ways to charge your special by beating up enemies or doing a taunt. And, um, there was a time where master splinters taunt was constantly the guy who was playing as master splinter was constantly doing his taunt. And the taunt is like a little animation, a little voice thing. But hearing Master Splinter go "Oh!" every other five seconds got annoying after a while. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes you hear the you hear the voiceover. Sometimes you don't. But there are times where I'm like fighting, and then I hear "Oh!" "Oh!" 
Oh, he's doing his thing. I'm just like, shut up, (laughs) Master Ugly. Yeah, Uh, I I will say the uh, the one. I guess it's I guess it's a complaint. The only problem I've heard about this game is six players gets it's it's there's too many players on screen. There's too much happening. So yeah, I think four is like is like the sweet spot. I lost track of where my turtle was like every time because there also there's like a there's this great chance of like having so many characters do their specials on screen that it's just like a chaos of color which is like man this is gorgeous and then it's like where the hell am i and next thing you know you're almost to a bottomless pit or you're getting pummeled by a foot soldier that you're like because you're mashing your buttons and you're like wait where'd i go get the eagle eyed yeah, but having but being able to join someone's game or back out of someone's game whenever you want is actually pretty it's pretty smooth. It's very well done. Love and, love. Yeah, the game itself is gorgeous. And also I want to talk to Mag because Mag is in the chat. He's like, yes. unfortunately, we have not had time to check out Elvis yet, but I did hear really good things. I and will I will see Elvis when it hits the streaming services because there's just too many things in the theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and your friend uh, Insane or Ian is saying hurting your enemies and also taunting to power you up your Fisher is called being Macho Man <laughs> Randy Savage. Yeah, brother. It's like, oh yeah, the cream, the cream of the crop. Oh, he's in, he's in Young Rock, Randy Ma- Savage. Oh yeah, yeah. Before he passed, like there's a guy who there's a guy who plays him. Looks just oh, like okay, him. okay, good, good, good. Okay. I was like, he's dead. He's limping out um, of here. They've got a lot of. Uh, Young the Rock has, has like a lot of wrestlers, like famous wrestlers from the time when he was a kid, um, uh, and they look exactly like they did when, like the real people did. It's crazy. Awesome. Has Jake the Snake showed up? A man. He's a he's of the snake. Oh, has Jake you'd remember. Snake? Maybe not them. I think maybe okay. he's coming. I've, I'm not caught up. Okay. I feel like you'd remember a man with a snake. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. So besides playing um, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, media wise not a whole lot of stuff went down until yesterday when Ryan and I sat down and I finally got to play Elden Ring again because it feels like I haven't played Elden Ring for the longest time the weekly the weekly I gotta get that Elden Ring yeah right it has been a hot minute since you've talked about Elden Ring it's true it's sad it has it has but other than that uh for other fun stuff besides Elden Ring I got a new base barricade record yesterday so that's fun keep on the lookout for that and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my week. Not a whole lot of stuff. Just Strayer's Revenge, Elden Ring. That cool. All right, uh, my turn. Right. Uh, let's see. Um, first things first. I started to actually do something creative with my life besides streaming because that's relatively easy. Uh, I started to work on a video essay. Uh, I am five, six hours into making a video essay about Dragon Ball Evolution, the greatest anime adaptation of all time. <laughs> april fool's day um (laughs) that's a lot of fun um uh it's really nice and we've all all been there in different capacities like when you're doing something creative and you look at the clock and it's like 3 a.m i'm like where's the time gone what's going on um really nice that's probably gonna be a while because i'm like i'm actually putting effort into it i don't want it to just be like lazy um but that's coming um i watched a couple episodes of one punch man still really fun still really enjoying it i played Asura's Wrath. I beat it last week, and I think the ending's very good. It's a good, satisfying ending, but it like it didn't have it, the game's at like a ten, and I kind of expected the final thing to be a little bit bigger, right? So when I learned that there's extra DLC, where one there's a hidden chapter where you have to get like S ranks on a bunch of missions to unlock it. So I did that, and I got the secret ending, 
and it just set up for the DLC you have to buy, which was which is kind of infuriating. But luckily, um, I bought Asura's Wrath on DLC for four dollars, so I didn't mind spending five dollars to buy the DLC. That wasn't a big deal to me. Um, I am not exaggerating. I'm someone who hi hyperbolizes a lot. I'm not exaggerating when I say the extra four chapters of Asura's Wrath ending is the most insane cosmic scale game i've played in my entire life you guys we love to talk about gurn login throwing universes and shit that is the end of asura's wrath you grow to the size of a universe you fight the god of creation he's throwing planets at you non-stop it's Ooh. like it's the most insane shit i have ever seen in a video game it the scale is immense and then the then the second phase it's a small battle like um the final boss in kingdom hearts 2 ben where it's mm -hmm. like black and white world remember that yeah. like it's like oh, yeah. It's like that. And the and the god of creation um turns into like this really cool like monster. And it's like just such an epic fight. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is the ending. It's it's, it's a shame that you know they couldn't include it in the game. But you know, games are games are games. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um insane shit. I was like, I was on the edge of my seat, like I can't believe what I'm watching happen. And again, this is a game that like nobody has played. It's one of the most obscure games ever made. Like a hundred thousand people bought this game. Uh so I'm like, how does why is nobody talking about this game? Um, and I just want to shout it to the world because it's incredible. It's wild. Um, you travel 870 million years into the future and you meet the Street Fighter characters. What? Wow. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm not it's joking, y'all. Awesome. I'm not joking. It's it's wild. I was losing my mind. Um, so that's cool. Uh, one day we will do a stream of it because it's like a Telltale game. It's like you can beat it in like six to eight hours. Because um, yeah. you, you guys just got to see this thing. It's insane. Um, after that, um, last week they talked about a lot of Final Fantasy VII news, so I got mm -hmm. hyped. So I started playing Final, F Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I know, Ben, you've played it, and it's like a good game, but mm -hmm. let me verify that it is absolutely a great game. Yeah. Emma's, Emma's gone, so I'm going to put the camera back on me. Um, okay. So, first of all, it is one of the most polished, like, polished, graphically beautiful. It's like, it is immaculate. It reminds me of God of War. In terms of it being pristine, there's like there's no there's no glitches, there's no bugs. It is high quality animations nonstop. The way it transitions from gameplay to cutscene are seamless, interactive. Uh, it's insane. the The production value. This has to be one of the most expensive games of all time. There's no doubt, and it's only the first part. Um, so that aside, uh, the gameplay is insane. I love the active combat system. It's so fun. The thing that I'm most intrigued by is what the fuck is going on in the story because <laughs> because this is a remake of a game right so you assume they're just telling the same story but then you realize no they're doing re they're they're doing neon genesis evangelion rebuilds of this franchise so so things in the timeline start to diverge and then ghosts show up to stop the timeline from changing um and that's not something that was in the original game and i was confused for the first couple hours and i was like I think I know what's going on. And then you then something happens. I'm about seven hours in, Ben. I just got to the second Mako reactor. Okay. Um, where, you know, Heidegger, John DiMaggio doing maybe the best voice he's ever done. John DiMaggio, who's Bender, Jake the Dog, he's actually doing a voice I've never heard him do before, which is for a guy who's that like, who's that, uh, uh, has that much range. It's crazy to see, wow, voice actors can do so much more. Like it's, it's really impressive stuff. The voice acting is so good. The gameplay is so good. The story is, is like diverging and it's really cool because like you're seeing like you're having like visions of the original game and it's like this is I, this is so bold. They could have just made a cheap remake and it's just hey this is the same game but better looking. They are doing so much more 
Um, and like now I see like where things are really going different and how the second part of the game is completely different. Brandon? There, there's a scene that's very, that's close. That's very close to the end game. It's a spoiler. But I'm not going to say what happens. Well, I'll scene, kill you. I'm not going to tell you, but there's a scene that happens. And when the scene occurs, it shook me to my core. Cause I'm, I mean, I was just like you, I was like, okay. So they, cause when I was playing Final Fantasy seven R, I was thinking, okay, it's just going to be, I mean, they're going to change a few things, but the main story is going to be the same. As far as what I was playing, like, I love all the stuff. You said you're going to the second Mako reactor. I don't, I can't remember if that's before or after your solo mission with Jesse. Where you go to her de- her dying dad's house and yeah, steal. Yeah. Bro, you go- Jesse, first of all, Jesse is the coolest character I've ever met in a video game next to Tifa. Jesse is so cool. She She's a terrorist, and then she's like, okay, we're going to go to my mom's house, and she's going to make us pizza. I need you to go into my dying dad's room and steal his key card for the evil organization he works at. We're going to steal a key card to go into the organization. And I'm like, Jesse, you bad. You're so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. But the thing I love about this game is that it it – expands characters that are, were just kind of one-offs in the original in the original jesse biggs and wedge they were just there and then once you got to, once the sector seven plate falls they die and you never mention them again i mean yeah. maybe in passing by barrett but seeing these characters like seeing how jesse wanted to be an actress and she was a performer at gold saucer and she realized how what shinra was doing because her dad works for shinra it's like oh there's motivation here they are really good character beats it's like my heart and i know and i i think i know what's gonna happen and then i play the rest of the game i'm like what the frack is going on here what's your question brandon well so it was not necessarily a question it's just kind of i've been thinking a lot about evangelion and by extension final fantasy 7 remake where it's Mm -hmm. like I wish Western movies companies had the balls to do something like that with their remakes. Cause I always say there's no point in doing a remake unless you're going to do something different with them. Yeah. I really wish that Western audiences were receptive to the fact, cause I don't even know if they really are. Um, it would be receptive to the fact of them doing a story that is different from the original, but then that being the point is that it's different. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is is the Lion King. We're like, no, Brandon, we are not. We just want the same thing exactly, but prettier. Because that's that what we makes made a billion, billion dollars. It makes a billion dollars. Uh no, for real. Like, there's something about, yeah, like uh, uh like uh other other just like philosophies and like media culture that America that like the US just like doesn't have. It's like they want to respect the thing to its core instead of like respecting it in a different way by not just doing it again um because like how cool would that be if you're watching this would never happen in a lion king movie but like i don't even want it in lion king but like how cool would that be if like they're doing the lion king and all of a sudden nala dies and not mufasa and then ghosts show up to be like hey what the hell's going on here and then you have to fight ghosts and that becomes a completely different story that would be awesome yeah um it's I'm just having such a good time and like, all the characters are just so fully realized. And again, I'm only seven hours in, but like these are characters who are like, like you said, Ben, like my memory, I played Final Fantasy VII when I was 12. So my memory is not there uh, for it. Uh, uh, but I remember like, I remember the big stuff as you do with all the, all the things you play, but like spoilers, like the main villain Sephiroth, he shows up at the beginning of this game somehow. And he does not show up at the beginning of Final Fantasy VII. He's, he's mentioned like in the original FF7, he's mentioned at, in Midgar. Like the he's only mentioned time they, as being like a, like a bad guy. Right. But yeah, you don't no, see he's him. mentioned by, by being like the top soldier who died five years ago. Yeah, and then and then once you go break into President Shinra's office and you see President Shinra dead with Sephiroth's sword in him, that's mm-hmm. when you think that's when Cloud and the group realize, oh shit, Sephiroth's alive. Uh, yeah, they're they're 
I'm, I'm just so impressed. And like, I cannot wait to see how much further they dive into like, we're telling a similar story, but the timelines are diverging and the world notices the timelines are diverging and they're trying to stop it. That is insane to me that they would even do that. I got it, guys. I got the franchise to do this. Marvel. <laughs> All right. Fast and Furious 11. It's, oh, okay. a, re- it's a reboot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's marketed as a new, as a reboot. Full stop. We got new Dominic Shredder, new Brian. Like we're we're all doing the thing. All of a sudden, halfway through the movie, Brian, Dom is like, "Wait, I rem- I've been here before." <laughs> He's doing the drag race, and then it does like a like like a like a flash frame into like the actual Vin Diesel, and it's back to the actual actor. What's going on? Yes, I would. Yeah. If Fast and Furious wants to wants to like hardcore win me back, do that. Yeah. Turn it to straight sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I. I, I I lament that I just can't play it more all the time just because like it, it it's like and it's so fun because like it gives you here's the main story and if you want to do the side quest you can do them but like it's not necessary uh but if you do them you get more involved with the story the community you're doing the side quest for likes you more the first the first like uh area you do a bunch of side quests if you do more and more quests all the people around you start talking to you more start saying how cool you are the shopkeepers are like yo what's up cloud thanks for saving me like it feels like a real world that's happening uh and you can just miss all that stuff uh it's it's such a high quality product um i am so glad to be here doing this What's oh. kind of cool is it's it's the next step. It's real quickly, Ben. It's the next step in the Star Trek reboot, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like it's like that, but going further. Mm-hmm. And and I I think that's really cool. And I I hope that one day Western audiences are more receptive to something like that. Yeah, I I do too. Uh, it's just you know this this original you know with nineteen ninety five game that's like a thirty hour RPG. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. They they turned the first couple hours into a 30 hour rpg um and it's just it's just it's really magical and like it makes me so excited for the future like the next two games of like man i'm gonna be going on such a long incredible journey with these fully realized characters uh it's the most i've been excited about an rpg in a long time um maybe since cyberpunk but cyberpunk was a a disappointment at launch whereas this game came out with critical acclaim um let's see i played all dinner ring with ben actually i wanted to to, please um, say something about the art about the RPG, the the side quests in FF7 or FF7R, a lot of times are RPGs, side quests are there, but they're really just there so you can get extra money, extra experience, maybe a few items here and there, and they could progress and you yield you better items and better weapons, maybe like the super powerful rare weapon down the line. But what I love about Final Fantasy VII-R is just like you said, you do these missions the NPCs around you in town will talk to you. They'll be like, oh, hey, that's the guy that helped me. Like, the, the mission where you help a little girl find her cat. Oh, I'd find three identical-looking cats. Yeah, you this. find three cats, and then you, you're you're playing through the game, you're walking through, and then you walk by, and then you hear girls like, that's the man who found my cats! And it's like, oh, yeah, I did help her. And, she, and then she's saying very nice things about you, because normally in RPGs, you do the side quest, and then they don't speak to you ever again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just it's there isn't a stone unturned. Like if if they could throw money at it in any capacity, they did, and and it was worth it. Uh, very excited. I'm probably gonna stream it later today since we're recording early, which is very nice. Um, yeah. I'm sure I did other things. I didn't. I didn't watch Arcane. I was pretty much just video gamed and and video essayed out this week. Um, but I'll get back to it. Um, I'm sure I did other things, but I'll I'll think about it later. Yeah. Also, uh, to- Ben, real quickly. Yeah. Uh, for the comments, the last two comments there are in our news, so wait on those. Okay. Um, 
So don't but the one I, but the one I was gonna bring up is um our friend Princess Sparkle Bunny. She's like, how am I even awake at this hour? Uh, pure unadulterated magic. Magic. Mine uh, is. And soda. you can tell you can tell he's awake because he's actually talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I Let's check out our fake nerds watch Obi Wan for reference. <laughs> oh yeah, I was stupid sleepy on that one. I'm so sorry. Was, a, it's okay. You were a force ghost in that one. It's cool. I, w- I was a force ghost. I was. You were Qui Gon Jin. You were always I'm, there, but we didn't see you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And um, the, the the weirdest part, I haven't had any coffee. It, I'm just that. drinking my water right now. Natural, natural. All right, so my turn. Um, I don't, uh, I don't have too much to talk about because I've been I've been hanging out with my dad the whole week. Um, I've been up in in my hometown, Monterey, where um, where my 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 father is. And he 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 needs my help. Um, but we did, but I did spend quite a bit of time in a galaxy far, far away. Um. Because of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, oh, one one thing, because I know you did it too. I also rewatched uh, Multiverse of Madness because it dropped on Disney Plus, and um, it dropped, and I'm like, oh, but I gotta watch Obi Wan. Doctor Strange, though, come on. I did. I, you know, I'll start there. So I did rewatch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think that movie still rules. Um, I quite love that movie. It's so rad. It's so rad. Um, man, that that that, that ex, ex, exposition scene with Mordo talking about the dream walking at the <laughs> like, oh, I love Listen, it. I will never for my it take. First of all, it's gonna take more than killing me to kill me, and then it's like, oh, don't you have to like? Doesn't your person you have to have someone else in another universe to dream walk in them? Like that doesn't mean they have to be alive. And then it's like a whole zombie montage like that. The <sighs> last the last act of that movie might be my favorite last act of a Marvel movie besides Endgame because that's not even fair to compare. But yeah. like it just turns into Evil Dead, and I I love Evil Dead. The it's the you you tweeted about this, and I think I retweeted it where it was just like when once Doctor Strange says who says they have to be living, it turns <laughs> from a really good movie to a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree. It's like just like because like well the line the line that you're that that they were referring to also when when Zombie Strange shows up and it's like this time it'll take more than killing me to kill me and like Christine can hear him say that she's like what the hell's happening? <laughs> it's so good. I love that movie. The movie rules. Pizza Papa always gets paid. Um. All right. So that's Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. I also did that. Um. But because of because of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I did, um, by the way, Princess Sparkle Bunny, I'm sorry we accidentally spoiled. Um, she has a fish, you know. What is there to spoil? What is there to spoil? Don't worry about it. Um, uh, All the- uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's one. She also saying, I agree with Ryan. I was shook in the theater. I was so surprised. It went dark and kind of necromantic with the love story, too. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They're spirits. Use them. Mm-hmm. Love it. <clears throat> So good. I watch that movie again. So I love good. that movie. It's so good. That I, need so good. I need to watch that movie, but now after playing Elden Ring with Ryan, the Elden Ring bug bit me again. It's like I really would want to keep playing with this game, but also it's like, but Doctor Strange though. I'm really glad. I'm really glad I rewatched that. I was trying to. I was trying to find time to rewatch RRR or Premiere. I didn't find time either, um, but glad I rewatched that one. Speaking of Star Wars, um, because of Obi Wan, I was really, I'm really interested in the time between uh, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. I've talked about at length how that's my favorite time period of Star Wars. Um, fun fact: it was also Knapsack's thing, so stay tuned. That might be something. Um, and um, I watched, I watched Revenge of the Sith, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It used to be my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, 
I really like that movie. Um, I also watched Rogue One. Um, also one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, that movie has a really cool ending. <clears throat> and uh, the Tarkin CGI is aging pretty badly, but I still I still like that he's included in it. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of now looking at it like, you know, you probably could have recast him at this point. Yeah. It was um, the, it was early stages for that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did notice, however, the, the Darth Vader voice a lot more this time because we've had it in Obi-Wan. Um, and I think what whatever they did in Obi-Wan is very good. And I wish yeah. they had been able to do that for um, for Rogue One, but they didn't have the technology at the time. Um, but it is noticeable how much older uh, James Earl Jones is in that scene. Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that hallway scene's pretty launched. <laughs> it's really good. Admiral Radis, I didn't notice I never really noticed Admiral Radis before, but like he's a really cool character. Just uh, the, the, the Mon Calamari. Yeah, yeah. That scene is still just haunting. Where it's like a dark. You hear the the siren, his lightsaber ignites, and it's just. They, uh, ben, did you see that they recreated it in Fortnite? Because Darth Vader is now in the season. No, I did not see that. I, you know what? I saw that. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, look up the video. It's the same thing, but instead of like soldiers, it's like Peely. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh yeah, I, I really uh, Admiral Radis. There's a bit where <laughs> Admiral Radis is a funny is a funny Mon Calamari because he's because there's a bit where like Rogue One finally get, you know so Rogue One finally gets a signal through the shield and Admiral Radis like looks down at the planet Rogue One we can hear you. I'm like what are you doing man <laughs> Hey down there <laughs> What are you doing They uh, they can hear you You don't need to look at them yeah. You're in space my guy Come on Like man when the like all the effects the effects outside of like uh, Tarkin hold up so well because like everything looks so beautiful and so Mm. like real like there's there's a lot of really great texture when the Hammerhead Corvette uh, hits the the end of the rules Uh, the the hammer the Hammerhead Corvette hits the Star Destroyer it you feel it like you feel how heavy it is Um, the when the when the when all the the rebel ships like uh, light speed out and then Vader ship light speeds in. Oh, that movie's really good. <laughs> I've grown to to like it more and more over the years. Yeah. Um, Admiral Radis will actually come back around. Fun fact. Um, mm. I also rewatched The Last Jedi because I was like, you know what? Might as well just watch all my favorite Star Wars movies. So I watched my favorite Star Wars movie, The Last That's Jedi. That's a good movie. That yeah. movie is so good. I like that um, movie. Out of because there are times I listen to I I do weird stuff at work just to help pass the time, and I listen to movies instead of watching them. I know it sounds weird, but I listened to The Last Jedi. I think that's the one Star Wars movie I listened to the most at work, just because I love the acting. Um, the music is just so good. The ambiance, the sound effects, everything about it, it's just like, man, that movie's rad. Sometimes you just want to hear... Vroom, vroom, beep, 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 beep. Or, or one, of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is the... One, I don't always love it when John Williams reuses the motif, um and and the sequel trilogy outside of like the forest theme or like the imperial march or whatever um because i do think he's got really nice themes that for the for the sequel trilogy especially in the last jedi but he uses the asteroid run when when the falcon goes through the goes to the salt mines and crate that is perfect mm-hmm. it, it it's so hype um you know dun 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 dun, dun. like oh man that's a good movie guys it's true all of it controversial opinion <laughs> Fun fact, I saw The Last Jedi with Ian in the chat, and I didn't like it when I saw him with it. But then that's Life Finds a Way, and five years later, I love that movie. Life Finds a Way. Um, Yeah, this is a great movie. 
Um, I'm also I'm gonna rewatch Empire Strikes Back, which is my other favorite Star Wars movie. Um, those that's, are like my four. That's the one. That's the one right there, baby. Um, but I gotta wait for Zara. I promise Zara I'd watch that one with her. Um, so speaking of Star Wars, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it in the Star Wars realm because I, I forgot to talk a little bit about Lego Star Wars last week. I, I did talk a bit about how I beat it, but there were a couple of things I really wanted to talk about that I forgot to, which was that I didn't realize in that game. Like Sparks just talked about some of the fun things you could do in that game. Like when you when you close out of the game be, between missions and it will do a recap. Like the crawl will be a recap of the story that had happened so far, which I think is really funny because the Rise of Skywalker one, I decided to test it after Chewie dies and dies in Rise of Skywalker. Um, I closed the game and I reopened it. And then the, the recap the end of the it's all pretty it's all pretty straightforward like they did this they went to find this they found the dagger blah 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 and then like the last there's a, well there's one last sentence just one line oh and Chewie survived <laughs> oh yeah and also yeah i guess yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i just thought that was very funny um so that there's um there's capital ships in the game that you can buy um you can't pilot them which kind of which is a bummer but they become like bases for you if you can capture them um basically what this means is i for example i I got a Venator class starship, which is my favorite starship in the Star Wars universe. That's the clone. That's the clone trooper ones, mm-hmm. um, the ones that look like the Star Destroyer, but they got the red. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I love that design a lot. Um, and I, so I went searching for that. And so if like if you're fighting a skirmish on around a planet, which you can find some skirmishes around planets, uh, a starship will come in, but like light speed in, and you can. And then you can like destroy its turrets and then you can go inside of it and then capture it by like killing all the bad guys. And then once you capture it, you can buy it and then it becomes yours. And so it becomes kind of like this thing where like you got to find like kyber crystals and do some things. But like it's it's pretty cool, I think. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, I have a trade federation. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the. The donuts. The donuts. Um, I got a Venator class and I got Vader's. Um, like the what's this long star destroyer called in Empire? I forgot that one. The super star destroyer. Super super star destroyer. Super <laughs> yeah. star destroyer. So simple. How did I forget that? The mega star. Um, yeah, I got that. I got that one. I'm looking for. Um, I'm trying to find the uh, Trade Federation starships. The one that are not the Trade Federation, but you know the ones the the one the droid ship that Grievous has in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find that one. I haven't found that one yet. No, no Death Star. I don't know if you can capture the Death Star. I do know that you can make like you can fly like the like when you get the mini kits, they're all ships and you can fly them. I do have a mini Death Star that I fly. Um, them. I uh, I guess sorry spoilers. I've seen a video of a Death Star. Oh, okay, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, th- I think that game's really cool. Um, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one thing in the Rise of Skywalker when. I went back to Exegol because I wanted to explore Exegol a bit. Um, there's a machine there that if you line it up, you can clone a Snoke. And this, and so like I, cl- so I did it and I cloned a Snoke and Snoke from then on, from then on, there was just a Snoke walking around the game, walking around Exegol being like, Oh, well, this is horrible. Look how dirty this is. I don't, you don't understand my power. It's really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I, I quite like that game. I can't wait to play it when I get home. And then final thing about Star Wars is I finished Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, which is the Charles Soule Star Wars uh, Darth Vader run set right after Revenge of the Sith. Um, 
I really like that book. I don't quite love how how disconnected each volume is. They are very much like like each standalone stories, not necessarily along not necessarily a long narrative. Um, but I do really enjoy seeing Vader in this time period uh, and seeing like the early Inquisitors. Um, not the it's the same Inquisitors that we met, but like seeing how they um interacted with vader beforehand seeing how vader interacts with the with the galaxy and the the last volume is how he created his his castle and why it's on mustafar mm-hmm. and i think all that's pretty cool um the the volume that i really liked though was this kind of mutiny on moncala i believe it's called it's the third volume and it's um moncala is being really like we don't we're not sure like they they're like we don't want we don't want to we don't think the empire is being fair. They're asking us to get to to get paid less, and like the whole thing is like a trade dispute between the empire and Moncala. And so they're like, maybe we just leave the empire. Palpatine's like, no, no, no. And Palpatine realizes that this that the king of Moncala is like, oh, you have a Jedi. That's how you're doing this negotiation. You have a Jedi. So Vader, Vader, and the Inquisitors are going to go get that Jedi. Oh no. Um, and so it just becomes this long battle with like Tarkin and um, oh, there's also a fun thing in volume two where Tarkin where like it, it's it's how Tarkin is basically in charge of Vader in a new hope. It's like um Vader has been like Vader has been doing some things that the Empire is like you're you're getting out of hand and they're gonna find and the Senate's gonna find out about you. So now you answer to Tarkin. Um, take that. And and Vader's Vader's not happy about it. This is like Vader Vader thinks about killing Tarkin a few times. And that was cool seeing like Tarkin because that bounces off of where he was in the Bad Batch, which was which was a fun cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one, there's one thing about that book that I didn't love, which this is annual, it's annual two. And it basically states that Vader didn't know about project stardust at first. Like he goes to Geonosis to find out, like he goes to Scarif and then goes to Geonosis to talk to Krennic and be like, Hey, what the hell is this thing? And it's like, Oh, it's the Death Star, blah, blah, blah. And how oh, it's powered by, Oh, and then it goes to Galen Urso's apartment and he finds the Kyber crystals and on Coruscant. And so that, it's a cool issue. But at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Vader is with Tarkin and Palpatine looking at the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's that's weird. Is it it's not a it's not a flashback bef- No, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's hmm. set, the comic is set in real At- time as far as the comic goes. But like the and like I figure perhaps they could just mean that that that, that scene just happens afterwards. But it's but the scene isn't isn't at the end of the movie. It's before yeah. Bale goes to Alderaan, and it's not it, it's not like tons of time passes. It doesn't give yeah. you that it doesn't give you that idea in the movie that like months have passed before Vader meets Tarkin, right? Like yeah, it's like it's right after. Like it's the, it's the next step. Yeah, That's so it's weird. it's really weird. It's a good issue, but it was definitely one of the one where I was like, I don't I don't. Did you forget about that scene at the end of Revenge of the Sith? That's an odd one. Yeah. Um, it was cool to go back to Geonosis just for a bit because you kind of see how like the Geonosians were put into slave labor to build the Death Star um, and then how they were wiped out, which leads into Rebels. Um, but the so the Mutiny on Moncala, um, just to get a bit more on that, has Admiral Raddus. Cool. And Admiral Rat and it like explains how Admiral Raddus, like how how the rebellion got so many Moncala ships. And it's like basically what's happening is as Tarkin is attacking Moncala from the sky, Radis and a bunch of other Moncala ships have formed like a shield 
and like an impenetrable shield um with their shields and like the ships and like they're underwater and they're and they're just they just can't be hit and so like once the king once like the city falls and the king falls and the jedi's dead and blah 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 spoiler alert the jedi dies oh um he he goes uh admiral admiral red is like okay we're leaving and they just leave the star system and they're just like and they like burst out of the out of the water it's a really cool scene later gator um i really i really like that that volume specifically um the last volume the one with on vader's castle and mustafar is pretty cool but i i like the i think they peaked like the third volume personally love it vader's cool yeah i really like that era of i want i want to always live in the era it's what i want i'm really happy that we're building the time between a new hope and uh, between the of the Sith and the new hope because i i do really like that era but I, I lament that we're not getting the same amount of love and stories for the time between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. That's what I'm... Yeah. Um, I guess it's... That's the tricky one, because that's all, like, the Luke going away stuff and, Luke, like, doing the Temple, Kylo Ren stuff. So, like, they've done... They have done some of that, but I fear, like, they want more time to pass before they really dive into it. That seems to be their, their strategy, is, like, wait a long time. Yeah, we're in this weird time period where they want to keep doing these stories set five years after, which is what Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett are, and that's fine. Like, I'm excited. I'm I'm interested in that, but like, I don't want I don't want this live action because I don't think you can do it in live action with like Luke, Leia, and Han. But I want that that Luke, Leia, and Han story set mm-hmm. in that time period where Luke is finding Jedi art Jedi artifacts and Han is wooing Leia, and Leia is part of the Senate. And Mon Mothma is the Chancellor of of uh of the of the new republic out of the new republic i want that story yeah basically want the bad batch but after return of the jedi yeah, yeah, yeah. one i in time everything will be fleshed out it just yeah. depends when when they feel like it yeah um anyway so that's all the star wars i did um and pretty much everything i did except for i'll talk about 1883 uh the last time i was up here i mentioned that i watched the first five episodes of 1883 with my dad um, this is the Yellowstone prequel set over, over a hundred years before Yellowstone. Um, and it's about Kevin Costner's grandfather, great grandfather. Um, and this time I came back, my dad hadn't finished it. So we decided to finish it. So we watched the last five episodes and it's, that's it. That's, it's just the five, it's just the 10 issue, the 10 episode miniseries. Um, Sam Elliott's in it. It's really great. It's brutal in a way that really makes sense for the time period, but it's not, it's not important. It's importantly, it's not racist. Like there are, there are black people, there are native Americans, but they're not, they're never, they are portrayed as they were at that time, specifically the native Americans. There's, there's a lot of like native American like action sequences because it was very dangerous for um, white people to walk into native American land on their way to Oregon, especially when the wrong white people kill all their families. Yes. Um, and so, like, it's basically the, basically the the plot of this is these Germans. It sets up because these Germans want to go um, to Oregon. Like that's the plan. They're going from Texas to Oregon. Oregon Trail. And they're they're taking the Oregon Trail, and they need Sam Elliott to help them. And so, like, Kevin Costner's great great grandfather, um, Tim McGraw, I think is, is the actor's name, um, and Faith Hill is the is his wife. They're wait going... Tim wait Tim McGraw the musician. Maybe not. Tim McGraw is a country music star. I mean, you know, I wouldn't put Isn't past him. Faith Hill also a country music star? Or am I? Yes, they're both country music stars. Are they both in this show? Let me 
Double I, check. Like, I, like, hey, like I, Jennifer Lopez is an accomplished musician actor. I'm just like, it's Tim possible. McGraw and Faith Hill. Yeah, Princess Sparkle Bunny. She straight up said. I'm also. She said that your dad. Oh, hold up. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, she said that your dad has good taste, Brandon. Then she <laughs> says yes that, about Tim McGraw, and yeah, Tim McGraw, the musician, and Faith Hill. They're Damn. both in it. Better lock them doors and turn the lights down low. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they're so they're they're a couple. They're 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 married. Interesting. Um, and they're they're with this caravan, this German this German caravan going. Basically, no one makes it. Like spoiler alert, nobody makes it to Oregon except for like oh. two people. It's a really sad show and a really brutal show and really like showcases how how dangerous the Oregon Trail was, how dangerous it was for people going there. Um, and uh, you kind of realize where it, where it's going. It, it's it, it's really great, and I really I really liked the portrayal of the how authentic everything felt like everyone gets properly dirty uh tim mcgraw just his he starts with a fully shaven face and by the time his beard's like down here love it um the only person whose facial hair that doesn't get worse is sam elliott because i guess it's in his contract but his mustache can't get any different <laughs> um but he's very good in it um like the women have armpit hair because like the like the 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 showrunner was like women didn't start saving their armpits till the, tw- till the 1920s we need to we need to we need to have this authentic a- authenticity yeah yeah i think that's really cool and i think that really works to its 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 benefit it's a really good show good to hear good uh bring up her, her oh, latest there we go there we go yeah um tim mcgraw faith elliott recording princess sparkle married in real life and on the show did so much better than she thought they would and of course sam elliott is good at every role he plays that is a fact yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah i really I really liked it, and so much so that I actually might start watching Yellowstone. Wait, what, Meg? I mean, yeah. Voldemort and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, Ray, Vol- Ray Fiennes. Yeah, Ray Fiennes. Oh, yeah, okay. The actor, what? not the character. Yeah, you never saw the movie where Voldemort was the romantic comedy lead? <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Ray Fiennes with no nose? I, 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 I could just imagine him on his first day with Jennifer Lopez and made him a hat, and he goes, and she tells him, and he laughs like, <laughs> like so, so Tom, Tom Riddle, what are your vices? Well, I have a vendetta against a child. <laughs> this prophesies that a child's going to kill me. Oh, Baldy, you're so funny. And then it's like, I'm sorry, sir, but we are out of the of the special food you've asked for. <laughs> um, yeah, really love that show. There's more I could I could say about it, but like. Yeah, cool. it's it's great. It's only ten episodes, like, and you don't need to know. I think importantly, you don't need to know anything about Yellowstone to watch this show because it's set over a hundred years before. But does it? Does it? Do they? I know it's like his great grandfather, but does like does the plot of this tie into like in any way of Yellowstone? Because like it has to be a prequel for a reason, right? Like, well, I mean, to to kind of spoil it a little bit, I'm like, not gonna they, watch it. Well, they do end up in Yellowstone, like okay. before Yellowstone was settled, like before in in the West, and and I think it's in Montana. I don't actually know where it's it is. Partia- it, okay, it's partially, it's mostly in Wyoming, but a part of it is in Montana. Okay, well, it's it's they, it's how it's basically the story of how that family, how Kevin Costner's family, got to Yellowstone. Gotcha. Okay. And so that's how that's how it ties in because that's a, it's not a it's not an origin story for just Kevin Costner's family, but also just Yellowstone as a place. Cool. Okay. Um, I highly recommend it, especially if you like history. Like this is good history. This was good history. I do like history. Play, portrayed portrayed authentically and not with an ounce of um, uh, racism. Love it, love yeah. it. Yeah, and also, if you ever played the video game Oregon Trail, you know it was brutal. 
I dysentery. Mean, they, we we oh. have the joke of you died of dysentery, but that happened. That's true. My, my man, so many people died. <laughs> so many people died. It was rough. That caravan started. That caravan started with a hundred people, maybe at most, and only two made it to Oregon. Damn, so like the Walking Dead, the Walking Trail. To be fair, to be fair, like two. I say two because uh, uh, Kevin Costner's family they decide not to go to Oregon. They stop in Montana. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's right. It's wild. Good to hear. Um, finally, my last thing I want to talk about is, is Thor. I read more about I read more of Thor. This is Jason Aaron's, but I'm still going through it. I got plenty of time. I'm gonna do. It's gonna happen, guys. I'm so excited. I'm finishing oh. it, and now I'm really sad because uh, there's no way. Uh, I'm, I'm now I'm now retroactively really upset with the direction the Thor franchise took. Oh yeah, I wish that it took this direction, the more mythology, the more mythology direction, the more kind of like big mythology direction, and the fact yeah. that they 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 kind of set it up to do that in the first movie, but then they go hard in different directions both times between the, the sequels. And I like Ragnarok, and I'm sure I like Love and Thunder, um, but like I really. I it's kind of sucks we don't have this Thor on screen. No, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Uh, like I, if I had to choose between like having like a traditional like 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 uh, like Norse Thor with like like the the gods stuff, like I'd rather have that. Um, I just don't. I with. I just don't know how. Yeah, like once once they started to make the, the transition, you can't go back. Unfortunately, no, um, you can't. You can't. Yeah, and I do appreciate that that uh, Love and Thunder looks to be incorporating more mythological elements, more fantasy elements to it. So um, uh, we've seen some of it in the trailers. Uh, there was a behind the scenes thing where they showed the Godhead, where they sh where it's it is all the different pantheons together. So we are going to see way more gods than you think in this movie yeah. for sure. So like we are going to get some of that. Not as obviously not as grand uh, 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 like as we'd want. Um, but like it's they're getting there a little bit. But let me ask you, Ryan, when was the last time you heard Chris Hemsworth yell for Asgard? Uh I bet he'll yell it once in this movie. Hey, he better. better. Um Yeah, I, I really like the I really like this the the story so far. Um I know you're eager to pull up the comment, Ben, but wait um for when I'm done. Um and it, it uh it, there's a couple of things I haven't really talked about, such as Thori. Um, which is the hell murder dog. No, you, you uh, talked about him briefly last week. He's so damn funny. There's a bit in the final in this battle that I read, which was the the war of uh, Niflheim, where um, Hela uh, is for, it, like Cinder is making war on Niflheim, and um, Baldur is the current king of Niflheim, and Hela is like, I I want my crown back, I want my kingdom back, and she's hoping that Thanos is going to do it, but Thanos is like, Hela, we need to talk. We're breaking up now, um, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. But like Thori has this moment where he's like, "I'm good. I'm good murder dog. I kill all the murders and and like I'm mur I murder so good." Uh, and then there's like she, he like longingly looks at the mountains and Niflheim is like, "But what if I didn't murder? What if I went off and and did my and and like lived my life and found a new master to play fetch, but then Thor master wouldn't be around. Ah, I'm gonna keep murdering." Yeah, he's like a big bulldog looking guy. Yeah, he's great. Aww. Yeah. Um, he's so funny. There's a bit in like in the Mighty Thor when he's when he's like protecting um, Jane from the, from Mjolnir showing up, and she like chases some dude like any guy like if you see a hammer, you chase that guy. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna murder you, hammer. It's just some dude with like a like a regular hammer, like, oh. like running down the hallway. Sorry, no. Um, I will say now that I think about it, like Chris Hemsworth 
as he's 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 a good actor. I think his comedy chops are better than his drama chops. That's just mm -hmm. my opinion. I I don't think him being the Thor that we had. I don't I don't see him being a bet like. I don't think he's very good at being. I think he's better at being comedy Thor than he's being than he's being dramatic Thor. I'll say it that way. Yeah. Um. I, I, I agree with that. I I just kind of think that like, you know, look and like like you know the MCU has really thrived when they really lean into the actors' strengths, and I think uh -huh. that's where that's why Thor Ragnarok works so well because it leaned into the actors' strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it just kind of sucks we never got this Thor on screen. Yeah. No, I I do agree. Um. I have to assume this isn't going to be the last Thor movie. I'd hope so. I have to imagine that the next movie will probably be War of the Realms. Make it a make like give Thor a big a big a big like epic uh, uh, Avengers style movie. Like make make him be like it could be an Avengers movie even still, but like have have Thor's uh, mythology be the big deal. That'd be really cool. I've actually been thinking about that a lot too. Where I also think that like. Bring Malekith back, bring Hela back. Like you could do it. Mm -hmm. How cool would it be, by the way, if this movie opens with King Thor? I ooh, like, it I, wouldn't happen. But come yeah. on, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, the past, present, future of Thor stuff is is so radical, so radical. All right, Ben, I, I, you can you can unleash the comments. <laughs> really, it's just one. Uh, Princess Sparkling asking if we're excited about the new movie. She says it looks kind of odd and silly in the trailer she's seen. To answer your question. Yes, well, we are very excited. Princess Sparkle Bunny, have you seen the movie called Thor Ragnarok? That movie's kind of odd and silly. So if 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 you like that, I don't expect this to be any different. Yeah, I, I I'm excited for it. I um a little disappointed with what I'm seeing how they're using the volume personally, but we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I love that book. I'm so I'm so excited to be reading it. It's so good and funny. Like right now, Thor is just using different hammers, and like he asked he asked Loki to like kill himself so that he can go to to like kill him so he could get to Valhalla and like get all the 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 Valhalla Asgardians to fight in the war against Cinder. On Cinder, by the way, Ben, you don't know Cinder is the queen of Muspelheim. Uh, she is she is Surtur's daughter. Oh. And Surtur is currently dead. Surtur, Cinder, good names, good names. Yeah, Surtur, uh, son of a bitch, you're still alive. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I really like that book so much. I wish I I wish I could just do nothing but talk about that book. Honestly, it's a good one. It's a long, got, epic, epic run. But we got plenty to get to, so why don't we do that? Bread, bread, bread. I'm on my phone this week because I did not expect to be doing this podcast from my from my parents house today what's up i thought i'd be home by now honestly all right so as it was mentioned in the in, in, in the chat our first bit of news because i really like to say i really like it when good movies succeed and i wanted to just highlight the fact that top gun maverick is the first movie of 2022 and the first movie since 2019 and the second movie since 2019 to make one billion dollars unbelievable yeah. Not a not a Marvel movie, not a DC movie, not a Pixar movie, a sequel to Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I really like it when good movies succeed. It's mm -hmm. nice. It's really nice. Yeah, Top Gun rules. If you haven't seen Top Gun, um, they don't need your help anymore, but you should still go see it. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Top Gun, quite honestly, it doesn't sound like anybody hasn't seen Top Gun, but you should see Top Gun. It is an incredible, incredible experience. If you don't, if you if you don't. If you think it's just going to be like a jet movie, 
Like it's not, it's not, it's, if you, if you didn't like Top Gun, it's significantly better than Top Gun. I oh, promise yeah. you <laughs> significantly better. And what's yeah. crazy is it, it, is it after it's been in theaters for so long, um, it's still looking like the, the weekend box office is going to go to Top Gun, not Jurassic World Dominion, not the Black Phone or Elvis, not Lightyear, Top Gun, which is, has been in theaters for at least a month now. That's, that's, I'm, I, 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 I am surprised by Lightyear. Uh, I, I just figured the Pixar wagon, it would make a lot of money, but it's not doing good. No, it's really not. And I do, I think there's a lot of factors that goes into it. I think that um, perhaps putting three movies on Disney Plus prior to this has really hurt Pixar's chances at the box office. Especially when it's probably going to be on Disney Plus really soon. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's probably, I think the, the window is 45 days. I mean, that's, it's, you know, we are still in pandemic time. So like, I appreciate it, but like, uh, that is a factor. People don't need to go to the theaters as much anymore. Yeah. Nope. Um, anyway, good for Top Gun. Really happy yeah. for Top Gun. Uh-huh. All right. So let's get into some casting news. Scream 6 has cast Henry uh, Zerny. Cherny? Henry Zerny. I don't know this kid. I... Oh, no, I do know this kid. Hold on. You do know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in from Mission Impossible, Ben. I don't know if you'll... How do you spell his last name? C-Z-E-R-N-Y. Got it. Yeah, you recognize him. Oh, is, he, is this Kittredge? Kittredge from Mission Impossible. Oh my Impossible. god, it's yeah. Kittredge. Yeah, it's from Mission Impossible. Hell yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I'm excited because I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm just so... Um, they are fast-tracking that Scream 6 movie. I'm so excited. I thought that last one, last one was really good. Yeah, Courtney Cox also confirmed that she was in it, but I think we already knew it. Knew that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, Dune Part Two has cast Leia Sadu as Lady, as Lady Margot. Ben, you remember Lady Margot? Refresh my memory. I believe she's the Emperor's daughter, or or oh, the no, not the Emperor's Lord daughter. Q. No, uh, it's Q. um um what's his name? The the guy. Oh, I forget his name. She, he she's the the daughter of of like one of the the I forget his name. Dang it, it's been so long. It she's gonna been. be she's 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 not a nice lady. Gotcha. She's also a small part in the book, so it, I think maybe they're going to expand it. It's yes, yes, yes. Um, you go on. I'm going to look something up real quick. Well, Blade has cast Milan Ray, who was an actress from the Wonder Years, a young actress, um, in an undisclosed role that people might assume that she is uh, the Blade's Blade's daughter. Yes. Okay. So Margot is la- is uh, is a uh, Fenring's daughter. If you remember the guy Fenring from the last oh. part of the book, yes. she's oh, yeah, his, yeah. his daughter. Okay. Um. Now we're talking about what? I'm sorry, Blade's daughter. Blade's daughter. Absolutely. Yeah. They are bringing her back in the comics, like as we speak. Like that's uh, that's so soon coming up. Um, I uh, uh, if it's not, that's fine. But like everyone just assumes, like it's finally time. That character that was supposed to be introduced a decade ago is finally here. I remember that tease. Yeah, yeah. I was excited um, for that. Me too, man. Blade's really cool, and like Blade is so popular in the comics right now. Like he's been on the Avengers for so long. Um, that Blade movie is happening soon. That's really cool, man. I hope it's. I mean, I hope it's rated R. I man, I it it doesn't have to be, but I want it to be. But yeah, I, I want think, it to be. I don't think any movie needs to be rated R. But I think if you give it an R rating, I do think that the Marvel. I guess it depends on what comes first. If Deadpool comes out first, and Deadpool has the creative freedom that mm. that it looks like they have, I think probably we could see a she change going into Blade that will give them the kind of creative freedom to do a pretty cool R rated Blade movie. Yeah, I if they're doing casting stuff for Blade, I have to imagine Blade's first. But well, but, but Deadpool is assembling its production team right now. Oh, could be okay. All right. So so Deadpool could start filming first. 
Hmm. That's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. The, I didn't put it in the news, but Deadpool 3, they've been talking about how like they're like, oh yeah, we just have this whole new playground. It's going to be a fish out of water story of how he's in a new universe now. It's like, That's, yes. That's, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, just allowing Deadpool to be Deadpool and be rated R is, is the best thing they could do. Yeah, me too. I agree. Um, all right. Spy Kids. We've talked a little bit about the... Um, the Spy Kids reboot that Robert Rodriguez is doing for Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's cast its parents, Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I, I like Zachary Levi. Fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The, the article I read on from Thor, Thor's, Thor's Zachary Levi. Thor's Zachary Levi. I'm like, because the only two credits are Thor of the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok. I'm like, Shazam? He's the star of Shazam and also like a, a, a multi-season epic show, Chuck. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah come on. He was also on Marvel's Miss Amazing. Just, just really trying to get that, that Marvel money. Just enter to any Marvel thing. I mean, yeah. the voice and singing voice of Flynn Rider. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't. I'll give that one a pass for a headline, but yeah, <laughs> anyway. not Thor oh, yeah, the Dark yeah, yeah. World. Like, Thor the Dark World, he's good in it, and I'm glad he is Fangel, but come on. Yeah. Like, Thor Ragnarok, he's in it for a second and he dies. Yeah, that's the one. That's might be the only problem I have with Thor Ragnarok is like they don't care about the Warriors Three. Yeah, yeah, they just flat out kill the Warriors Three. Although you know Hogan gets a pretty cool fight scene. He does. He does. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. And the kids are going to be played by uh Everly, Car Carganilla Carganilla. Um. You guys probably you guys have not seen the after party, correct? Not yet. No. Oh, well, this, this is mostly for Sparks who's not here, but she's the young girl who um, uh, she's the young girl from the after party, and she's quite good. I like her a lot. Beautiful, cool. And Connor Esterson. Um, they're gonna be the two kids, and I don't know what this guy's this is his first thing. So do we think this is a full on like remake situation, or is this a continuation that we don't know? That like this is in the universe. What do you think? Rod Rodriguez seems to imply that this is a new thing, a new reboot. Okay. Um because he tried that he tried that re like sequel reboot thing with Spy Kids 4 and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I think perhaps maybe this is just his uh, his chance to just clean slate. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But it could go either way. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, he is doing it. Like, why would he erase his own franchise? I just think, like, it's just a fun situation where, like, oh, like, like you see the spy parents and they walk past uh, Carla Giugino and Antonio yeah. Banderas. Just something fun like that. Like, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez would have been the spy kids from the original spy kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway. Um... I was, uh, you know what? It's set in the same. It's set in the same world as not Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but the world where Shark Boy and Lava Girl are real people. No, oh, don't do this. What uh, was that one? We are heroes, or whatever that's called. I I blocked that from my memory. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Percy Jackson and the Olympians had some new casting. Um, that show is rounding out really nicely. Um, Dior Goodjohn, I like that name, um, has been cast as uh, Clarissa Larue. Uh, she's from Are You Afraid of the Dark recently. Mm -hmm. Olivia uh, Olivia Olivia Morton um, has been cast as Nancy Boba Fett. Boba yeah, Fett? Boba, Boba Fett. Fett? <laughs> All right, I did. I did double check this. What a crossover. Uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> is it? Is it just like maybe it's like her nickname? Uh, um, and then Charlie Bushnell from Diary of a Future President, which is also a Disney Plus series, has been cast as Luke uh, Castellan. Who's like the main cat, the main bad guy from the first book, I believe. Cool. I'm sure Sparks knows all of these characters. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, some comic book news. Real quick comic book morsel. I'm gonna call this one. Not a, a morsel. A little just, a little morsel. Just a taste. 
You guys, you guys know my love of the comic book series Birthright by Joshua Williamson and Andrea Branson? Yep. Um, well, they are reuniting for Dark Ride. Joshua Williamson, uh, Andre Bresson, and uh, Adriano Lucas, who's the colorist, they're the full team from Birthright. They're coming back to do this new book called Dark Ride. Ooh. Dark Ride is... Um, here's the synopsis of it. Um, Devil Land has been the world's premier horror-themed amusement park for over 50 years, home to the scariest ride ever created, The Devil's Do. But when lifelong fan Owen Seasons begins his first day on the job, he will discover the true horrors happening behind the scenes, the truth about the park's reclusive creator, Arthur Dante, and that the job of his dreams might just be a living nightmare. Ooh. Evil theme park. Evil theme park could be a portal to hell. Could be that the Dante is working with. Sam. I don't know, but this sounds really cool. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, yeah. I really, I'm, I really like Birthright. I like this team. I'll follow them anywhere, even to yeah. hell. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check this number one out. Hell yeah. I guess the first instance that we'll see of this world is in Skybound X number twenty five, which is the which is an anthology book coming out next next month. Right on. And then this will be out in October. Perfect time. Perfect season. A little update here on Game of Thrones, the Jon Snow edition. Yeah. Mm. We did not know this at first, but we have now been made privy to the fact by George R. R. Martin and Emilia Clarke um, that Kit Harrington had has come up with this idea. This is his idea that he came up with his writer's team that he pitched to George R. R. Martin. And that's how this show got started. It's true. Also, George said that this this story, this idea has been in production as long as the other spinoffs. It's the only one that didn't get leaked. So this Jon Snow story is not something that just brand new happened. He's been working on it for a long time, apparently. But again, Ooh. like for some reason, this is the one that didn't get leaked, maybe because people don't care about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I, I we talked about it last week. Like I don't I don't. If it give me a good trailer, you show me the reason the story has to happen, sure. But like Jon Snow isn't the first character I'd want to revisit immediately. Uh, I like his arc and everything, but like uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I get you guys. I don't have really much to say because I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for <clears throat> I would say good for Kit Harrington for sticking with this and wanting to make this idea. But but also I I'm still. House of the Dragon has me because of what it looks like and what it and where it takes place. It's a prequel, hundreds of years before the Iron Throne. Now that this idea is after the events of season A of Thrones, I'm still kind of uh, because I'm like, I want to know. I, I agree with Ryan. Just give me a trailer. Tell me that there's a story there that should be told, and maybe I can hop on board with it. But as of now, I'm kind of like, I'd rather just go back in time with the prequel and the dragons, and instead of going like what's going on with Jon Snow in the north. Now he's banished from. Winterfell and everything else. Yeah, yeah. He'll come back. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see Kit Harrington doing some more stuff because I know he really likes that character. So I mean, no offense to the wonderful Kit Harrington, but it's not like he's <clears throat> doing a lot right now. So I wonder yeah. if this is like I need to go back to my cash cow because that's what made me famous and rich. Which hey, I get it. I would I'd do the same thing. I mean, during Game of Thrones, he was a pretty popular actor. He was. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know what? He's got Black Knight. He does. He does. He does. Whenever that, whenever that comes. When he hangs up a blade for no reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still think that. Um, once again, still find it funny that he's going to be a Black Knight again. <laughs> it is It is funny casting, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
We'll also do an update on One Punch Man. This was actually from last week. I did not know this prior. I did not look too deep into this because I was so excited that Justin Lin was doing a One Punch Man movie. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Parker, who are the writing team for Venom mm-hmm. and Jumanji and the two Jumanji films at The Rock, are that's, writing it. That's two out of three. That's two yeah. out of three. Two out of three. That's two out of three. I like those Jumanji movies a lot, way, way more than I than I really should. Um, I mean, it's gonna be you know like a, a, a the the tone is there that that is the right tone. Uh, you know, Venom might not be the best movie, but like I uh, uh, the Jumanji movies have the right tone for a One Punch Man of you know like lighthearted fun action comedy. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't hate that immediately. Yeah. It's not necessarily that I hate that immediately. It's just kind of like not knowing too much about the One Punch Man um, uh, story, but. I don't really like that Sony is only using in-house writers at this point, and they yes. are constantly doing so. Uncharted, no, this like they they'll they'll get whatever director they want, but like they'll only use in-house writers. And I'm like, maybe you outsource one of these days. Maybe you get something else. Maybe you get no, someone yeah. else. I'm 100 percent in agreement with you on that. Um, I I have to imagine Justin Lin can shape any bad script into something cool. At least the action will be good, right? Yeah, that's true. It will be yeah. good. And and like n- not to be mean to one pinch or anything, but it's not there's it's not incredibly complex or in depth. You know, it's it's a story about a guy who punches monsters really hard. So yeah. like I, I you don't need uh again, no offense to these guys, you don't need someone of a higher quality to get a script done for this story. You know what I mean? Like I think the visuals sure. and the and the directing are more important. But didn't we didn't we talk about last week how it probably shouldn't be about one punch man, it should be about the, the the other character yeah that's true like would we would it's, they would they do this these writers would they do that yeah no like uh, like the main like cyborg who is like the the second lead of one punch man yeah. he's just a dude who is a robot man who wants to be as powerful as one punch man there's not a lot of it's not he has depth but it's like jumanji is a perfectly good encapsulation yeah. of like the character depth i think um okay. yeah well Time will tell. Yeah, if it was a different director, I would definitely care less. That's for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, if it was like Rhett Reese, I think is the the director for the first Venom and, and Uncharted. No, Rhett Reese is a Deadpool guy. Oh, you're right. Red Red Rhett Reese is the writer for Deadpool. Uh, but yeah, the guy who did Venom and and like and maybe like yeah, no. Uncharted. He did Uncharted. Too. Uncharted too. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, do you want to pull up uh, Princess? Sure. Yeah, so uh, going back to Game of Thrones, she said they need to redeem the end of Game of Thrones somehow, all caps, they did us so wrong. I think the best way to redeem it is just pretend it never existed. <laughs> uh, they've been trying to get a Green Hornet movie off the ground. That's a different thing. They've been trying to get a Green Hornet movie off the ground for a long time, and it looks like Universal has finally found the director in Lee Winnell. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, that's, this you- is... This is how you get me excited for a Green Hornet movie. Did you guys see that uh, that uh, original Seth Rogen one? Nope, nope. It's it's um, Michael Gondry, who is a really uh, uh, artistic French director who did um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Be Kind Rewind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's visually really cool. It's not a great movie, but it's got a lot of visual style. Uh, I don't care about the Green Hornet at all, but I do care about Lee Winnell. So I'm with you, Brandon. Like I'll I'll check this out for sure. Yeah, I really like. Uh... <laughs> Oh, uh, Princess Sparkle Bunny. We'll, we'll address this comment from Princess Sparkle Bunny real quickly. Uh, it says, is Green Hornet like the Green Lantern? Not no. even not even in the same vicinity. Not close. Green Hornet, uh, for those of you who don't know, is one of the, what they call, so Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, they're called they're called capes. 
um, Green Hornet is what's called a mask. He's a uh, he's one of the Lone Ranger, Spider, Shadow. He's one of that that those lots. In fact, he's actually related to the Lone Ranger. That he's like the Lone Ranger is his descendant. I read that comic, the 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 the, the mask comic, whatever. The, like the Alex, crossover comic, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, he's 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 a he's a rich vigilante. He's he's yeah. more like like I would say like a Green Arrow more than a Green Lantern. Yeah, he he, he much in the same way of like he's one of those pulp heroes like yeah. the spirit like um thirties forties uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I really like pulp heroes I think they're really cool and I do think you could get a really cool pulp hero uh, cinematic universe going if you like lean into like the thirties of it not necessarily yes. like make it modern. All I want is another a, a Shadow movie to come out. Yeah, I really like. I, yeah, man, a good Shadow movie would be awesome. Um, Sam Raimi had the rights for the Shadow for a long time, and then he, and he did Darkman instead because he couldn't get it off the ground. Yeah, that's that's it's a different world where I'd rather live in, but I love Darkman, so yeah. Um, I really like these, I really like the the quote unquote the mask, the pulp heroes. I also like the last 30 minutes of the Lone Ranger. I think that I think the last 30 minutes of the Lone Ranger is pretty cool. That's the chase sequence with the with the on the train, yeah, yeah. That was originally gonna have werewolves, you know that. Would have been better with werewolves. It was the 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 budget was twice as much, and there was gonna originally gonna be a werewolves and like supernatural shit, a lot more supernatural shit. And they were like, that explains why why Johnny Depp is vaguely supernatural in it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I so I'm really I'm really interested to see what Lee Winnell could do. I hope that it's not a case of like we give you a bigger budget, we're gonna have more control. I hope it's like you know we don't really know what to do with Green Hornet. Let's let's let you run wild. I. After Invisible Man, I absolutely think it's that. It's like, hey, we're not. You don't need a big budget for this. Just do what you want with it on a smaller budget. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Um, I really, I really think that. Look, if this does well, this could be Universal's answer to uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like yeah. honestly, yeah, in a completely like, different way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gets get really cool pulp heroes set. It. I think honestly, I think you got to set it in the thirties. I don't think you said it in modern day. I. The characters aren't as interesting either. Like they don't make as much sense in a modern modern scenario. No, they really don't. You give them modern technology, it doesn't work. You give them that kind of cool style technology, it gives them character, mm -hmm. and it gives it it gives it a uniqueness. Absolutely, yeah. I think you could do something really cool, and I think Lee Winnell's the right choice. I agree. Um, real quickly, Princess Sparkle Bunny's comment, if you don't mind, Ben. Uh, don't come for me <laughs> like same world. No, uh, Green Hornet um, did cross over with Batman 66 at one point. That's the mm -hmm. closest the DC Comics characters have come to the Green Hornet. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, the, the Bruce Lee as as uh, Kato. Kato, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, his sidekick. Um, so, yeah, hope for good. Hope yeah. for good. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about some trailers. Tea talk. Was it tea talk already? Short, it's a, short. It was a quick news week. Yeah, it was a short week, baby. All right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It wasn't a quick news week until something happened, and then everyone's like, you know what? Let's not. It's not yeah. as important anymore. Get, who gives a shit about this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah, something happened, and then the rest of the world was like, mm, yeah, let's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, so let's start with um, actually, there's quite a lot of horror movies. So let's talk about uh, Thor Love and Thunder first. Because um, we don't have a lot, a lot to say there. It's just the premiere happened. Good mm -hmm. word of mouth. Uh, it looks good still. I like it. I'm yeah. still I'm still excited to see it. Um uh it's weird that they, they, they like keep releasing stuff for it. Um I like I want to see it. Stop showing me more stuff. Um yeah. but I a shorter trailer though, so yeah. Um we do know that the that the goats uh uh I forget their names, uh, Tooth Nasher uh, and Tooth Grinder. There it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they're screaming goats, which is just <laughs> of course they are. Of course Taika they are. Waititi, of course they are. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. The the. Hey, spoiler alert! Sounds like it's gonna be another great Taika Waititi movie. Who could have? Who could have predicted that? Um. Yeah. I'm so excited. The, the only, only thing I I just if Hercules shows up in this movie, y'all, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna <laughs> lose my mind. I the only thing for me is I really don't like how they're using the volume. Mm-hmm. Um. I think they they. I think Disney's kind of having this problem right now that they're starting to use the volume as a crutch and not a not as a not as a benefit. Yeah. Um. And I think that's I'm I'm seeing that in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. There's some bad looking shots for sure. Like like CG background looking. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. Um. Hopefully that stuff can get fixed before like the premiere or like what we see. You know. And you know what? It's probably like a second a second long insert. Like you know maybe I won't even notice. Yeah. Like the, just the, like the stuff from the trailers, hopefully like that is the extent of how like out of like, wow, it's just me in front of a green screen looking face. Yeah. See, the thing the thing that bugs me about the volume right now is is especially like how they use it in Obi-Wan, how we're seeing it in Thor, Love and Thunder, is that what they're doing is they're just kind of like wrapping a set around the volume and then and then extending it. Whereas like people have rightfully like uh, compared it to uh, the Batman, which also used the volume, but only in like the the the, the scene, like the whatever that building they, they met in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the way they used that was they built that set and then they put the and then they put the volume the, the set's kind of raised so you don't see the bottom of the volume what we're seeing now with disney is that they're just kind of wrapping the set around so you just kind of get these circular sets mm-hmm. and so you can tell where the volume starts and where the set ends yeah and i think that's the wrong way to go about it strange new worlds is also falling into that same problem only in one set though they use it for the engineering set and the and the um cargo base set and they're they're clearly just like we have a railing here to separate the volume from the set. That's the only time. Otherwise, they use it pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I like I just think that like you gotta watch out for that because you can't make the volume noticeable. It's again why I'm so excited for Andor and the and the producer of Andor said there's not a single use of the volume in the entire show. Yeah. That's I can't, I still can't believe that's true. I can't believe it. We're just getting the we're just getting a re, a regular show, baby. Crazy. I'm excited for Andor. Yeah. I think the, the volume can be a, the volume can be a benefit. We have seen yeah. it as a benefit. It's just it, the way that the way it, Disney mostly, is using. It mostly works in Mandalorian, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Just the way that Disney is doing. Like Mandalorian also has a good thing of like like I like in season 2 when they when they free um what's the bald guy's name? Oh, Bill Burr's character? Bill Burr's character. Yeah. Um when when they free him, that's the volume, but what they did was they added CGI and they added stop motion and they used the volume. So like they they use the volume and then put stuff on top of it and kind of like made it seamless. We're not seeing that anymore. We're yeah, just seeing um, what you get in the volume is what you get. Yeah. And, and specifically for something like Thor love and thunder, which again is a big special effects movie, but like, like it's, it's still a movie. You like, you know, yeah. you can put a little more, a little more effort. It's but like, I want to, I, I think that Disney just might be abusing the volume a bit in the way that I don't want to see. Yeah, like definitely using it as a crutch. Like, oh, it's a pandemic; it makes it easy and stuff. But like, yeah, but also like limits your creativity sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into some horror things. I guess horror adjacent. Let's start with Strange Things for part two. They are gonna run that song into the ground, aren't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. they are. <laughs> I'm kind of into it though. It's good. It's incredible. It's just like, man, you you can't escape it anymore. Kate Bush is like, it's so cool because. Uh, 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 Kate Bush, uh, star, pop star of the '80s, has never been more famous than she is right now, mm-hmm. um, which is incredible for her. Um, her her song was not number one when it came out, but it is number one now, which is bananas. 
Um, she's making a lot of money off those royalties. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, she is. I I was about to say like after that scene in episode four of Stranger Things, and now like I've seen that song everywhere on TikTok. They're, they're playing it on the radio more now. Oh yeah. I'm like, man, Kate better be getting paid for this. Absolutely. Um, speaking on the trailer though, um, I am incredibly hyped incredibly hyped for the show i think it's a great trailer not just because of the song um the stakes are higher than they've ever been um really cool visual shit going on so much more upside down stuff happening um i'm just like i'm all in baby it's it's next week isn't it it's next week and it feels yeah. like it feels like like are we sure that there's a stranger things five coming absolutely this feels I, like the end no it i watched was. i watched a 30 minute interview with the duffers uh that netflix put out uh great interview you guys should check it out it's like a terrific interview and they talk about how like how this feels like a finale, but there's there is more. There's there is more. There's definitely there's stuff that is being introduced in this final volume that has to be addressed into the final season. Okay. Um because I agree. Yeah. There's a spinoff coming too that they that they talked about in that. That that uh Finn Wolfhard pitched. Actually. Yeah. And he and and they were like, Finn, you had this idea, like you're a genius. And apparently, like Finn Wolfhard is like, he's gonna start directing. He's like he's directing his first feature soon. And he helped like he tried to like be a director behind the scenes. Apparently, that kid's like super prolific in like filmmaking stuff, which is really cool. Ooh, um that might explain his acting. Might explain his acting <laughs> for real. Uh the duffers were like, Yeah, that kid has a real he has a real uh uh, dire- uh future in directing. Can not talk about his acting at all? Um mm-hmm. they also said the spin-off is unlike anything you can even imagine it being. It's completely, you could not even guess what the spinoff is, which makes me really excited, like, what it could even be. Uh, something way in the past, something way in the future, something all on the upside down, who knows. Uh, I am very excited for the season. Uh, if they kill Eddie, I'm going to be pissed. Um, <laughs> if they think, well, to be fair, they're gonna, they're, someone's dying, and someone's going to die. It's going to be Apparently sad. there's a body count in this, in this last episode. Vecna's got a Vecna. Uh, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's Eddie and Jonathan. Oh, oh. I, I oh not Jonathan. They haven't done anything with him. That's Just, why I think it's him. That's, that's why, why I, I think it's him. That's why I think they gotta kill someone who matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fair. But like who are they gonna kill? Lucas or Max? Robin. Oh, don't kill Robin. Oh, don't kill Robin. That's see, that's exactly <laughs> I mean, I see it now, but I'm like, oh no, Robin. Anybody honestly, anybody could go, and which is fun about the show. Yeah, um, really like the stakes are real. I really hope it's not Steve. Steve needs to live. I love Steve too much. I think baby, I think Steve I think Steve and Dustin have plot armor. Like quite mm-hmm. honestly, because like they they are making the show right now. They're so funny together. And I think I think Robin. This is gonna sound really shitty, but I think Robin needs to be to be alive because she's the only gay character on that show. Yeah. Um, and she's good. Until, she's good representation. Uh, until uh, the Duffer has also very much stated that like I know people are asking about Will and his sexuality. He is that, that shit is absolutely gonna come to a head 100%. You know what? Kill Will, like quite honestly. He's not, he's get rid of that bowl cut. Get him out of here. Kill kill Will, I'll be happy. Like, not like it would suck for Joyce, oh, but yeah. like, what has he thought of that kid done since season one? Like, honestly. He's just had a, a bad haircut for three seasons. That's all. That is true. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, they slash them. You know, actually, you know what? Barbarian. 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 Uh, this is the Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård one. Yeah, that looks just like the black phone, but worse. Yeah, no, sorry, I didn't mean. Sorry, I didn't mean worse. I meant like it looks like uh, uh, scarier, like crazier things are happening. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So this lady goes to her Airbnb. It's been double booked. Oh maybe, no. Maybe there's murder happening in this place. Who knows? The only thing that scared me about this trailer was the the door opening and then just the footsteps running. Running footsteps that you can't see always gets mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. 
visually uh i think it's really well shot it definitely has like a very spooky atmosphere to it um they don't give away a lot which means it's probably i feel like it's going to be like a big twisty type of movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i i, I I'm, I'm into it because i thought i thought going into the trailer that alexander skarsgård's character alexander skarsgård right yeah um, bill 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 oh he's pennywise pennywise bill 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 uh bill 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 <laughs> bill nye the clowny guy um I thought he was the bad guy. Yeah. But it looks like he's getting captured also. And that could be a misdirect for the trailer, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I also thought I thought it was Justin Long for a second oh, who was, uh running down the hallway or being captured or whatever. Um yeah, this looks looks spooky, a good a good first trailer, yeah. Yeah. Uh be interested to see where this where this comes. Um, Barbarian's an interesting name for it. Yeah. I'm wondering why it's called Barbarian. That's, that's... Well, it, isn't the isn't the isn't the house on Barber Avenue? Oh, I didn't even catch that. I watched it. I watched it on my phone. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I don't recall that. Yeah, one. I didn't catch. I saw this trailer last night. Went before my movie screened, and I was like, oh. "Hmm." I was just like, "Huh, that looks very unsettling and something I don't want to go to." Barbarian. And then it's like, so barbar- and yeah, I will agree with Brandon. Like, the, it's called Barbarian. I was like, eh, "Is it though?" But maybe just like the person. No, it's it's called Barbarian. It's definitely called Barbarian. No, no, no. no, no, no I, I, I meant what I meant like. What I meant by that was like should have been called barbarian. No, yeah. But then I, I thought, you, there's like an ulterior thing we don't know about or something. Yeah. The but barbarian then I thought, who lives on Barber Avenue. <laughs> yeah. But then I thought to myself, it's like it's eh, a Conan know. movie. It's a secret Conan movie. No. <laughs> I mean, then I thought to myself, like, well, they're underground and there's a bunch of other stuff, so it could be that some bad shit's going down there. Bad it's definitely alien. a mood trailer. Yeah. That I actually don't think is a good trailer for what could be a pretty interesting movie. Yeah, it, it 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 it's it gives you just enough, but like not enough. Yeah, yeah. I I think the next one, they them, they slash them does better. Uh yeah, this is definitely more of a tonal piece, uh, like teaser trailer thing. Um, yeah, this is about um, it's a conversion therapy camp. It's a bad place, uh, run by Kevin Bacon, bad man, Christian man. Um, and then people still getting murdered, and like apparently like stories about like them taking like you know taking like their true selves to fight against oppression and murder and stuff. Uh, first of all, they slash them. One of the most creative titles for a movie you could possibly have. Excellent name. Excellent name. So incredibly cool and funny. Um, I I I fully expect this to be like uh, like not a classic, maybe like a cult classic. Like I, I have a good feeling about this one. I get I get kind of the same vibes as I did like the the Black Christmas remake. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, it feels it's going to Hulu, so you know it's not not gonna be a, not gonna be a big push for this one. Oh, it's not in theaters. Not in theaters. It's, oh. Oh, it's no, it's Peacock. Peacock. Sorry. Peacock. Oh, it's even worse. Oh, <laughs> it's a streaming service I don't even have. Oh, shit. Um, but, like, Gra- but Black Christmas, I think also. No, that went to HBO Max. Anyway, it feels very much in the same vein of like, that's the kind of vein we're going for. A little bit more campy horror, um, but but with um, uh, with, with fun fun characters. Was this, is this Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like they, they, yeah, they've done uh, uh, Freaky and uh, Happy Death Day, and I love those movies. So, like, definitely another, like, another in, in vein of that. I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Did you see that the Halloween Horror Nights uh, Blumhouse Maze is Freaky and and um, the Black, Black Phone? Phone? Yep. I'm so sad that I'm gonna miss it because that's absolutely a double header right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Freaky, guys, go see Freaky. Really Very good. Movie. Very good movie. Smile. <sighs> This ooh, this freaked me out, y'all. Love it. It, 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 it takes a lot. It takes a lot to freak me out. But I, there's just something about people smiling unconventionally. I hate it. 
Hell yeah. There is. And when there, I say, I, okay, and when I say I hate it, it means I don't think I think the movie's gonna be bad. I think the movie's gonna be really good. They're not a spooky boy. Do you remember what? Do you remember Truth or Dare? Yeah. This did that better. Oh yeah. Because Truth or Dare has the unnatural smile, but this one has the natural smile, which can be a lot creepier than the unnatural one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like constantly people smiling. And then it, the trailer really got me when the head, like the very end when the Holy head. Holy shit. Out. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I that scared like, the crap out of me. On my phone, I even freaked out. I'm like, it's two inches tall. Come on. Yeah. Um, especially the scene where the main character goes into the, the room with the hospital room and the guy's smiling and she's doing the thing and he goes you're gonna die you're gonna die it's like oh yeah no um very much you know uh the ring inspired like you know you're gonna die in seven days like you know there's a bunch of those type of movies where something bad happens and you have a week to live um like one missed call or, or one of those horror it feels movies. very much like you know like it's fo- it follows like it's a curse that keeps passed gets gets passed on yes yeah she goes to the guy in jail and he's and she's like, "How did you survive the thing?" And he's like, "Wait, have you seen it? Ah, now I'm gonna die, bitch!" Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's it looks so scary. Uh, and yeah, the final the final scene of the head falling down. Just the, the whole thing. Even... That whole thing freaked freaked. Oh shit! These dolls are freaking me out now. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, what room, I know what room you're in. Yeah, I'm in the doll room. Oh, um, there's one. There's one looking at me right now. That's just like. <laughs> anyway, like the the. The, the 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 thing was like she walks out because like it's clearly like her friend coming to like give her something and then she like she like see it like her her hands drop and then bam <laughs> oh jesus I hate Big, that Ugh. good 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 effective horror trick here i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to show you guys oops yeah, yeah, uh, does, yeah. I don't like. That. I don't. I went in that room once, and I will never go again. Okay, so there's a there was one that looks like the eyes are just black and sunken in. Yeah, that's you know normal. which one I'm talking about, the white that's one. Normal. These used to be in my bedroom. Mistakes were made. <laughs> Mistakes have been made. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm very excited for Ben to see that one. Looks spooky right. as hell. Hell yeah. I'm not excited to say that one. <laughs> Why don't we? That, that's it. That's all the things. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, well, we have uh, Mag and Princess Sparkle Bunny in the chat for Stranger Things. Mag's saying they better not kill Steve. I agree. Mm-hmm. And agree. Sparkle Bunny says, Will can die. She agrees with you, Brett, and he's expendable. He, just, he hasn't done anything. It's just, unfortunately, some characters, like, I understand, like, like, like one season, like, focusing on other characters, but he was, like, the star of the show in, like, the first season. He's the dude who got captured. And then he's just done, like, nothing for three seasons. I'm like, come on, man. Do something, right? It, it was him and Finn Wolfhard. They were, like, the they were like the two leads of the show. And now they have they have the least to do. Yeah, because I think everyone else is just so much better than them. But, yeah, much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm concerned that they're not going to address Will's sexuality, whether it be he's gay or he's asexual or whatever. Yeah. The idea of, like... Because the actor was like, "Yeah, I think it's really beautiful that we don't, you know, we don't address it. You know, that thing that straight people say." That's that's that a like, that's that's a young that's a young like he's he's young like he he thinks he's saying the right thing, but like he he doesn't understand. He like people need confirmation on these things. You can't just exactly. live in the dark. You can't live in the dark about these things. Like you need representation. It's um, only ever been said by straight people. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry, I just remembered all the headlines of just like Disney's first gay character. Oh, and like it's like the tenth time we've had the tenth time that this has happened. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, shall we get into the, our main topic then? <laughs> you guys hear a phone ringing somewhere? I got some balloons if you need some. Uh. Um, we are talking about the Black 
phone. Spoilers! Full spoilers for the Black Phone. Uh, Blumhouse, Scott Derrickson's new film. Uh, best film? Um, so, yeah. So, let's get full right into it. If you have not seen the Black Phone, do not watch this unless you want to get spoiled. Uh, skip ahead. Uh, pause it. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Live people. Just, just plug your ears for 30 minutes. Live people come back. I won't care. Unless you have seen the movie then or you don't care about spoilers. We don't judge. It's true. So, what did we think about the Black Phone? Ben, I want to hear your thoughts on this for Hearst. I want to hear your thoughts. So, I, it's pretty dang good. Pretty darn good. I really, I really enjoy. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good thriller. Um, there were some horror elements there that I kind of wish they. I, part of, I don't know. I want to know a little bit more about the black phone, but at the same time, I kind of like the mystery of it all. Like all these kids haunting that room that that they're in. Yeah. Nah, keep keep it mystery. Keep it a mystery. No, we can't. No, no, that's, 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 what yeah. I was, that's what I'm saying. I like yeah. the mystery of it all. Yeah. I like that. I don't um, want any I, explanation. I kind of want a little bit more of the grabber. Like, why is he doing this all? Why? What's his motivation for doing this? But then at the end of the day, it's like, it's just a, it's just, he's just a, a bad person who kills children. There's nothing more than that. But also I, I, part of me just wants to know like why the mat, why the whole mask thing and all that stuff. But all in all, Ethan Hawke, amazing performance. Kids were pretty good. And this was a really good, this was a, this was a pretty good thriller. I had fun. I had a good time with this one. The mask is so that he can live with himself. It's in the movie. It's subtextually in the movie, oh, okay. but it's there. He, he rips his mask off and he can he can't handle it that he's that he's exposed. Yeah, uh, Ryan, what do you think of this? I think it's fantastic. I really had a great time. Um, I am a huge fan of the Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a Scott Derrickson movie. So I don't know if this is for me my his best movie. Uh, it is an exceptional movie, though. I think all the elements work. I love. I love the way it's told where you're getting more information about all the different kids and how that's going to help this kid escape. I think that's all presented incredibly well. I don't think you need any additional information. This is very, but it's by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Ben, you should know that you're his best friend. Uh, it feels and very much, hell? it feels very much like a Stephen King property. We're like, this is, this could be like, like, like another version of the shining with these kids having powers and it not being explained. Like, I don't need everything to be explained for me. Uh, I, I love the mystery. I think the acting is great. I think, the, the the two kids are exceptional in, in, in a world where I don't really like kid actors. Um, they are they are exceptional. Ethan Hawke is horrifying. I had a, I had a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly with Ryan. I adore this movie. I think this movie is great. I have been thinking about it nonstop since I saw it. Uh, the theater I was in was ecstatic with so much energy. The ending had people cheering in, mm -hmm. the, in my theater. Mm -hmm. like, it, it is a it is an ex, it is an exceptional movie. Um, I also think. I think this is more connected to Stephen King um, than anything else Joe Hill has probably written because I do think that young girl has the shine. It very much feels like it. Yeah. And um, like, yeah. I, I think that's kind of what he was going for. This kind of like, because the shining isn't the, 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 the shine isn't, isn't necessarily like a, a wholly explained thing. It's this kind of thing that Stephen King uses to give people powers. Yeah. It's, it's um, like, it's like the mutant gene basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's what the little girl has specifically. Absolutely. Um, and perhaps even Ethan Hawke has it. And that's why you can hear the phone. Uh, yeah. Because he's the only one other person who can hear the phone. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I was intrigued because he's like, he says the phone doesn't work. But then one of the, the, the dead kids certainly says he, he hears the phone, but he ignores it or something. And mm -hmm. that's, that's a very interesting backstory for that character. Like, because you he... get, you get, you get a sense that like his, his dad was abusive. 
mm-hmm. um, which is kind of what was probably why he did. Like he could hear that phone at one time because he says like he used to be in this room before and like the phone hasn't worked since I was down here. Um, and so like he can hear it, but he ignores it because maybe his dad was like, you know, there's that's not working, like would beat him about it. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's lots of, like, a parallels of, like, what, what is happening to uh, Finney, our main character. He's got an abusive dad. Um, not to excuse the dad at all. He's a shitty dad. But that dad, you know, he's going through a lot of shit. He had a wife who slowly lost her mind, probably with similar shining powers. Um, and he couldn't handle it. And, and she killed herself. Uh, and, like, uh, it's rough. And, like, being an adult's rough. And, like, I, I, I have sympathy for the dad while also realizing he's a bad person. Like, it's a complex... That's what I love about this movie. Like, all the characters are real and complex. Like, all the characters have good and bad qualities to them, um, which is so interesting. Uh, maybe except the kids. The kids are perfect. They're lovely. Um, but, like, yeah. Ethan Hawke is so spooky. He's not in the movie as much as I thought he was, but that's not a bad thing. Like, he... he you always feel his presence, even when he's yeah. not in the room. You always feel when, when, we're, when we're with Finn... Finney in the in the basement that Ethan Hawke can show up at any moment. Like I just imagine like he's just like literally waiting at the door sometimes. Like yeah, there's a lot of like because whenever Finney is like doing things like with the rug and he's trying to get the the thing the grate down, like you you know like you're already tense and even if the music isn't trying to be tense for you, trying to create that sense of tension, the movie had already done that sense of tension because it create it has this moment where Ethan Hawke is just watching Finney sleep. And so, like, you have this, you have this thing where it's like, oh, he could just, and because it's soundproof, like, he could just walk in at any time, and Finney will not hear him. He'll just show up whenever. Oh, with a belt, yeah. Uh, oh my god, just with his, his like, he's just like shirtless, just like, come on, let me hit you, come on, boy. Yeah, I, 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 I think that the kids are fantastic, especially that little girl. That little girl is excellent. She the first so time funny. she starts cursing, threw me off. Oh yeah. my god, it is so funny. Uh, like what the shit, Jesus? Come on, <laughs> what the hell, Jesus? Her relationship with God is so funny in this movie. I love yeah. it. Yeah, because she thinks that the that the dreams that she's having are from Jesus, and so she's mm-hmm. praying to Jesus. And just like she wakes up, what the shit, Jesus? We, we well, she says she says the f word, but yeah. Uh, I, I love uh. She has like a little ritual where she has like she has her Bible, she has a rosary, she has the thing, she has a picture of the Holy Mary, and then she runs to bed because Daddy's about to come get her. She has to run back and quickly go, "Oh man!" because she didn't finish it. Yeah. Uh, just like great little character details, like uh, um, she, yeah, she is so charming. And this 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 movie has like has levity in it with like Max, the brother, the coquetted brother, was really funny. Uh, there's moments of like of like real levity, but also like intense drama that aren't spooky like uh the scene where where the dad's hitting her with the belt like that little girl is acting her ass off mm-hmm. like crying and screaming my dreams are dreams like that felt so real it was yeah. too it was too real yeah that's so good the um the scene with uh uh as mag says in the chat in the chat i'll actually go there mag is in the chat he says uh, best way to look at flashbacks of the victims in a grainy film oh yeah yes what I think this movie does very well is it is it um, introduces us to two of the grabber's victims before the grabber gets them, um, the the baseball player and the um, the boyfriend. Robin. Robin. I saw this is the boyfriend, but I was like, oh, there's something there. No, the, there's the subtext is absolutely there. It's there. Um, but I so like I was so like we're introduced to both of them um, as really nice people a really nice character they're not they're not bad to Finn. They, they're they're some of Finn's best best friends even when the baseball player is seen as antagonistic because he's on the other team but like at the end it's like hey man your arm's great your arm is mint is what he says great great yeah. like reverse of what you think is going to happen oh great. yeah 
I thought yeah. he was. I thought um he was gonna be, like be a he was gonna be an asshole to him. It was like, haha, I hit a home run off you. But then he's like, dude. But when he goes up to him, he's like, dude, you almost got me. That was and even like and even like Robin is introduced beating up someone, mm-hmm. and then you see that that Finney is 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 um tutoring him is like is like is tutoring him because like you see that Finney is bullied, but not by this kid um who's who's stronger than every bully there. Mm-hmm. Robin, yeah, I, Robin is like, yeah, he like defends him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really great reversal of everything. And then the other kids we learn through these, this kind of, kind of grainy flashback who they are. Um, and I thought that was a really good storytelling device. Oh yeah. Yeah. All like the, when you all... see the, oh, I'm sorry. What I was going to say is like, when you see the paper boy, when he's going through and he's trying to, and he's doing his route and you see the grabber and the part essentially where, like with the dog with the bicycle almost broke me because the, the poor dog is just barking and then you see the van go off or um i even like the the scene with vance too the 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 other super tough kid I don't, oh yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't call him the bully but he's just like kind of a jerk he's just an asshole well he's an asshole yeah. he's the only yeah. one that the grabber took that wasn't what i would classify as like a nice kid yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he straight up like beats the crap out of someone who knocked his pinball, who messed up his pinball game. Real quick, uh, a kid immediately just pulls a knife out. Yeah, what the and shit? I'm like, man, the seventies were wild. <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot of really there's a lot of really good way they visualize the kids when Finney is talking to them through the phone. Um, for example, the um, the uh, uh, the we never see them in like the, we we often don't see their face. It's always obscured in darkness or in. Or in or they're blurry except for the one who's like floating upside down. Yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah. see that one pretty clearly. That was terrifying. Um, and the way that when he's talking to them, you see them talking, but you hear it through the phone. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's I think that's excellent filmmaking. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. The and like the the memory loss of like they don't know exactly where they are. The first exactly... thing you the first thing you lose is your name. Yeah. Um they don't know who they are. They don't exactly know where they are, uh where they are, but like they know they're dead and they know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um and again, like I don't need I don't need an explanation of why it's happening, but like for some reason they are they are they are there to help Finn to, to escape from this. Um mm-hmm. and like and again, it's it is I might check out the short story now because one, it's a short story and I can read that real quickly. Um but I don't I don't expect it to give me any more context. But I just I find it such a fascinating, uh, uh, like a uh, plot idea, uh, just like, the, like it, it took this many kids dying to get to get to the point where like they it was enough kids to help the one survive. Like mm-hmm. if Robin didn't get captured, he wouldn't have been able to help him with like the phone thing. Or Vancing get captured, he could have uh, done things like with the rugs or like certain characters doing different things. Uh, it all it all builds into a a really awesome finale. Yeah, what what I thought was really cool about that is that you you see how each one is like, I tried to do this to escape. So you can try to do this to escape. And so it's, 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 it's seen as he's trying to, he's, so he's trying to use their methods to escape. And then it's, and then the, 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 the reveal is that he's used all of the methods to make his own method of escape. And it all, it all combines into something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is, which is one of the, since we're there, it's one of the, the most triumphant moments in a horror movie I've ever seen when he gets the upper hand on the grabber. Oh yeah. He, 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 when does he the, breaks his neck. Yeah. Oh. He does the, uh, he does like the, the, the line trick to get him the trip and he's got yeah. the hole dug. He falls right in. Oh yeah. Breaks his ankle. What? Cause he had to put the crate in or the, the, 
the grate in there, whatever it's mm-hmm. called, yeah. to break well, his ankle so he can't move. And like the the phone starts ringing and it's off the hook. Mm-hmm. Like the like the receiver's not on the phone anymore, and the grabber can hear it. It's like it's for you. Oh, yeah. Finn's arm is mint. Doosh. Hell right. yeah, dude. That was yeah. that was people. Really good. People were legitimately cheering in my audience. Yeah, I, we had a few people cheering on mine too. That, that was a really good way to finish him off. I saw this movie at ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> so <laughs> there were three people in the theater, and they were as tired as I was. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can understand that. Um, we saw it. We saw this investors screening at AMC. I talked. I told you guys about it when I saw it last week. But my 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 audience was all people who were just like super jazzed to see this movie. Yeah, I'm uh I'm glad it's really cool because Scott Derrickson, who last directed Doctor Strange, um, and then didn't direct Doctor Strange 2, decided to go back to making a low budget movie. And his and it's already made like twenty-five million dollars over the weekend, which is a lot for a low budget horror movie. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's already successful and it's critically loved. So I'm like, yeah, it's a win. It's a win. Yeah, I'm really happy. I would have loved to have seen what he did with Multiverse of Madness, because it was also a different script that he was working with. Yeah. Um than Sam Raimi did. But like I'm glad he did this. I'm so glad yeah. he did this. I, we were able to get a, a new Sam Raimi Marvel movie, and it felt like a Marvel movie and a Sam Raimi movie, and we got a new Scott Derrickson, like, back to his roots horror movie. Uh, yeah. So, like, I think everybody everybody won this year. I think I think so. Um, let's see. Ethan Hawke. We've talked a little bit about him. He's he's incredible. Yeah. And he, this. some of the best mask acting I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love... Um, he would change out uh, the bottom half depending on like how mad or happy he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- really cool indication of just like what mood he's in. You can immediately tell what mood he's in by what he's look what he looks like, yeah. um, which just is just a threatening a threatening thing altogether already. And like you can see, like he takes up the he like t- like it's in pieces, mm-hmm. which are the, really unique looking masks just in general. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they were in pieces that you could just interchange the pieces was really excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the reveal that the his coked out brother was actually on top of Finney the whole time. What a great, incredible reveal. I know there were only three people in my audience, but when it did the, the zoom down into the basement, everyone went, Oh, little, uh, <laughs> little, uh, like that's a great, that's like, it reminded me of the malignant reveal where the like, lady crashes through the house. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's such a good, such a good reveal. That was a really great reveal actually. Yeah. Yeah, Max is such a fun character like that dude. <laughs> He's got the Pepe, the Pepe Silva Coke board. I'm like, I'm gonna figure this thing out. And then he looks and it's like, oh, it's my street. Wait, it's my is, oh, is it mine? Oh. Yeah, the the um he was a really funny character when he goes when he goes down there and he's just like okay okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna okay and he's like super high and he's not uh, yeah. equipped to experience to, to deal with this thing i can't and even imagine like being coked he's, down all your like, he's all like hey you want to know how i found you it's like get him out i get mean get out of there and just the, the <laughs> when when ethan hawk kills him is it also a good a good twist mm-hmm. um why am i getting a phone call Ring, ring, ring. You guys keep talking. I gotta answer this. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. The the I I, I kind of figured Max was gonna die. Uh, uh, it just oh, felt yeah. it, it felt appropriate for the movie, but like it was still like shocking. And even though uh, Ethan Hawke was like, uh, or the grabber was like, you made me kill my own brother. Like I don't I don't think he really felt that bad about it. That was just like no. he had to say that to be to do the emotion of it. Oh no! Like the second because what what I really like about how Ethan Hawke just changes because when you first see him before um finney first breaks out 
he's like, hmm, maybe I will let you go. Maybe this, because nothing's happening. Because by that point, oh, people try to escape, and that's when um, the paper of uh, when um, the paper boy kid says that's when you you haven't played Naughty Boy. Yeah, yeah. Naughty Boy is when he's he starts to kill people. Mm-hmm. And then of course, when he gets out and he like has the nitro sword, and then he says the words Naughty Boy, that's like, okay, now we're in. Now we're into it. Now it's like here's the you're down the you're going down the path. So do you do you, do you actually think he would have let him go? No. I do. I'm I'm I I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know the answer. I don't I I think he could go either way. I really don't have a I, I think I think he would because he's because at this point there's a lot more cop presence. He, it's mm-hmm. a lot sloppier than it was last time. Yeah. Um and he's not he he's a horrible person. But in his mind, what in his mind, what has been done is justified because he hasn't been caught. Mm-hmm. And now he's looking at this is how, how I kind of rationalized. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like now he's looking at it like there's a real possibility I can get caught. Maybe I should just let the kid go. Like, is yeah. this worth it? Is this really worth it? Yeah, it's the it's the end of the line. Yeah, yeah. And so like I I I think that there is a real possibility that he would let him go. It definitely it, it definitely feels real in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh I love that um Again, like every kid's failure led to his success. Where like if he didn't open that meat locker, even though he couldn't escape, he wouldn't have been able to throw that piece of meat to to the dog. Yeah. He probably would have ripped him to shreds. Um, yeah. Just good, such good little moments. Um, I I like the detectives uh, talking to the little girl. Again, I think that little girl is just so fun. Oh, um, the dad, the the, the drunken dad, Balder from Game uh, from uh, God of War. He played Balder. He also oh, played, yeah. Yeah, he's also Charles Manson in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, terrific, yeah, terrific actor. He's also in um, the CW as, as a villain. He's also on Lost, yeah, yeah. He played Psycho Pirate, I believe, in, in, in the CW shows, um, or somebody. Man, remember uh, when Psycho Pirate was supposed to be important? Yeah. I sure do. <laughs> uh, let's tangent there. No. Um, yeah, I, I like this movie that it's like, it's it's tight. It's like it's like an hour forty five, right? Like it, it, there's not a lot of fluff. Everything makes sense. I love the girl's dreams that it's not um, it, it's not like an exact thing. It's like it's like just like it's like a vision, and she doesn't know. And she's like every day she goes bike riding to find the house. And mm-hmm. It ends up not being the right house anyway, but like it is the right house. Uh, all that stuff oh, I think is the reveal. Well. The reveal that it wasn't the house, I almost crushed me. I was like, oh, I was in the wrong house. I, I at the end was convinced it was going to be a twist that he was, he actually was dead the whole time or something when, yeah. with that reveal with, with the kids being, when they found the basement full of uh, the kids, I for sure thought, Oh, this is not, he is dead. Yeah. This is too late. We're watching a flashback or something, but it wasn't, it was just like a connected house. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think this film has a, has a really great triumphant ending. You put this kid through hell and like, mm-hmm. it, that's the thing, but it, it, it kind of, it kind of twists the knife a little bit with the reveal that it, there's a second house. Um, and it, it and it kind of goes goes it kind of recontextualizes what the ghosts were trying to do to the girl mm-hmm. when when he when because they're like yeah we don't want you to find the kid we don't want you to find Finny he's got this he's gonna yeah. get out we want you to find us yeah give, give, give let us leave let us have salvation yeah 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 I think that that was a great way to do that mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I, I I think this movie honestly like I think this movie rules and you're right Ryan it, it is it is it is tight. There's no fluff. It is mm-hmm. it is beat beat beat, and it and it it takes a while to ramp up to the scary. But I think every horror beat works. Like when the when the when the bully gets like yanked through like, oh, yeah. to the to the dark into the darkness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that, um, that, that got me. Yeah. I. I. It certainly. I wouldn't say like the like. 
it's more atmosphere than I think it is like jump scare scary. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, I prefer that more than anything. Like the, feel, the sense of dread of like, I don't know what's going to happen is, is always, is always more frightening yeah. than just like a, were, a bird jumping out at me. There yeah. were definitely times when, like when Finney was, was crawl was climbing up to get to the gate to open up the window. There were many times where he was doing stuff. Like he was like trying to dig through the wall to get to the freezer, to get to the freezer. I was watching this like, really intense thinking like is the grabber gonna come in he can come in at any moment and finn would be caught and then he'd probably die so when when he escapes i was like oh is this movie gonna go in a different direction than i thought it was and then he gets him and he's like if you move i'll cut you like a pig and then mm-hmm. the lights come on and no one comes outside i'm like we were so close we were yeah. so close oh my god and it, and naughty it, boy it really it really helps like everything in this movie, like really, like the audience is in this journey with Finn. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is like we are, we are with this kid the whole step of the way. When those lights turn off, we're heartbroken because we want this kid to live. We want this kid to survive. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that I think that's what really works for me in this movie is that, you know, a lot of the time horror movies, it's really easy for horror movies to get really nihilistic and and kill them and and we end in a, in a bad place. Look at Halloween yep. Kills. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we ended in a bad place. And so, like, what I think was very successful about this one, and I think is also the James Wan style of horror, because you know he James Wan also um, produced Sinister, which was a Scott Derrickson film, um, where where it's a James Wan style of horror that the bad that the the bad guy needs to lose, the good guy needs to win. Mm-hmm. Like you need to give that audience the catharsis, the 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 you need to give the audience the victory, the yeah, yeah. because that's what made that's what makes a lot of those older horror movies work so well. Absolutely. That's what makes that's what makes like the conjuring work so well because good triumphs over evil. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's what was really smart of them to create this character that the audience could really relate to, really just really like. There's not a there there is purposefully not a bad thing about this kid. He is bullied. We already feel bad for him because he's bullied. He's uh he takes care of his dad, even though his dad is a is a is a monster, he takes mm-hmm. care of his sister. Like there's nothing about this kid that is unsympathetic to the audience and to see him have that victory go through hell, go through his trials and come out having beaten the monster is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, like him having this ability to hear, hear the dead. Uh, I don't need any more explanation of just like, he can, yeah. cause it's, it's not important. It is. It just has like, it just adds another, like, Oh, let's just lower dump of why you have superpowers. Like that's not what's important about the story whatsoever. It's just about the kids, the kids, sad journey to survive yeah uh mm-hmm. and yeah it is it is such an exceptional ending um uh yeah breaking that dude's neck i love it it's so you are it's so cathartic it felt uh, it was definitely like a cheer moment yeah when 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 the baseball player says fin, fin finney's arm is mint snap yeah. oh hell yeah you, you're you're cheering in the audience there's no oh, way yeah. you're not uh some of the best um it ha- it was actually in in Halloween Kills like like not the best movie but like the the visualization of like it looks like a 1970s movie and like the flashback stuff with like yeah. the grainy camera yeah like it is like it feels like they just use like a camera from the 1970s like it just looks it looks impeccable I love it looks great and I um, love how, I do like how the, sorry Ben real quickly um just on that I really like how the flashbacks meld between uh, the sister and Finney mm-hmm. like sometimes Finney is seeing is seeing the like, baseball player but also maybe the sister is seeing that too. And like, it's the, it's the reveal of the bully, not the, not the but the long haired kid. Yeah. Um, he, when he is having his flashback told, 
we see the we see the sister in that flashback. She is she's with him. She's experiencing that flashback with him. So you get the sense that maybe they're both seeing these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 super cool and it's like you know, it's not a movie that needs a sequel or anything. It just stands on its own. It's it's like really uh it's just like a really uh expertly crafted little horror movie. Yeah. Go ahead. Also, I love how um Susie is or not Susie, excuse me, Gwen. Gwen's not afraid to throw down. Oh, is like that when, the girl's name? I couldn't remember. I yeah. couldn't remember it either, yeah. Yeah, it's Gwen. When Gwen is rushing to help her brother after the three bullies are ha- are attacking him after Robin gets kidnapped with yeah. the rock, that that girl yeah. is ready to go. Oh my god, so cool! Yeah, I was like, she just takes the rock and rings that kid's bell, and he's down, he's bleeding, he's shocked, and it's like, and then she sits down because she's beaten up too, and she looks at him, is like, yo, she gets straight clocked in the face, dude. Yeah, she does. And then I, it's really cool because like, uh. It's like a it's like a street ball, right? And then one of the bad guys sits down, and then she sits down, and they're just sitting next to each other, like, "Well, we're both we're both out of this fight." Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a nice little head moment. is just pissing blood, and she's just like, because he knows he's like, they he got hit in the head with a rock. Who did? Well, they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's it's a very good moment. I also really I also really like how um, they do the balloons. Um, like I think that's a cool idea that the black balloons are actually how he gets the kids. He gets the kids. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't lure them in with balloons. He lures them in and then uses the balloons to cover what he's doing, which is I yeah. guess spraying them with helium to uh, knock out. Or, I'm not. I don't know what it is. It looks. Like it might be a form of chlor, an early form of chloroform. I don't know. Something uh, sleep. Chloroform. Some sort of There's no helium. early form of chloroform. We've had chloroform for over hundred oh, yeah. years. I don't think it's helium because then he would just be like. Ah! Uh, it's definitely some type of. Bad gas. It's a bad gas. Yeah, it's a bad gas. A bad, bad gas. Bad yeah. gas. It's definitely some kind of sedative. But yeah, that's actually like when Finn goes, "Are those black balloons?" Yep. It's like, oh, you're run, run very yeah, because, far away. Because he has this moment where he has this moment where he he knows that uh, because his sister has told him. Yep. Um, and so he knows what's about to happen. Uh, I, I, guys, I adore this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the- I love how he uses his spaceship flashlight to just cut his arm. Yeah. The That's fact that he didn't take away that spaceship, though, interesting. Why didn't you just take away the weapon? I'm just saying, take the take the weapon from the kid. <laughs> he's not the smartest guy in the world. No, he's called. No, he's, he's no. You're right. Oh, the yeah. grabber. Also, once again, for Ethan Hawke, because when we first meet him, when he kidnaps Finney, he has his uh, he doesn't have his mask on, but he painted his face white. He so, probably is an amateur magician. That is his job when he's not murdering children. Yeah, he has a job. Like yeah. he he has this thing. I really like how we see. Oh, I really like how we see all the kids get caught, captured, including in the flashbacks, because we never see them get captured. We always see the black van, and then it, and then it pan, and then and then it fades out. Yeah, I think that's very effective. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, love it. Lo- yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have much more to add other than how much I like this movie. No, no. This. Uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke. Uh, very effective. Um, it's it's amazing how much you can do with just like a voice and like you know just like the way you present yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. and like the way he just tilts his head and it's like very 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 good shit. Why don't we rate it then? I, Ryan Eliopoulos, will give this a nine out of ten. I think this is a very very good movie. If you like horror movies, uh, and you listen to this review, uh, it's still worth checking out. Like the the triumphs are way way better seen on screen than described. Then. Yeah, I give it a nine as well. Really solid film. 
keeps you on the edge of your seat. I wasn't, I didn't never felt bored an entire time. I was always curious as to what was happening. Even when we would go from Finney to Gwen and back again, I was always curious and I was always engaged of what the characters were doing. So yeah. And also the scene, like the scene with Robin telling him how to throw a hit. I love that scene. Oh yeah. Like, like step back, jump, step back, hit. Loved it. Yeah. 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 Really good I, scene. Uh, uh, definitely boyfriends. Um, <laughs> no, for sure. No, like the, 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 like the subtext is there, um, from, from the beginning, um, yeah. the bullies call him, call him a homophobic slur. Uh, yeah. Robin comes in, like they have, like they have clear chemistry. Um, and then when, when Finn talks to him on the phone, he's like, Robin, I'm going to meet you. I'll be with you soon. Like he knows yeah. he, he's about to die. And I'm like, man, that's, that's so tragic. Like, no, there's definitely some, some early romance happening. They, they I don't think they even realize you know, yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going into this I was going into this review as a as a nine. I was like, you know, this is a solid nine. But you know what? I'm gonna go nine point five. Hell yeah! All right. I, I like this movie a whole lot. Honestly, it might be one of my favorites of the year. That's it's, good. Man, this top ten list is getting crazy. It really is. This what a be good hard. what a good year. What a good year. Love it. All right, Love shall it. we? Shall we book club? And book begin. Club All right, Ryan. Yo, take it away. Hi, everyone. It's me, Ryan Eliopoulos. Uh, I picked a book club that involves Miss Marvel and Spider-Man and Captain Marvel. And I'm trying to find the creative team's name, but Marvel Unlimited is taking a long time. I believe it is Eve Ewing yep. and Joey Vasquez, Vasquez um, and some other people on Coloring and Inks, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I forget your names. But this is uh, a two a two-story collection. Uh, three issues each of Kamala Khan hanging out with some of her some of her favorite heroes. The first one is a fun body swap story with Spider-Man, and the second is a is a look into how Carol Danvers might be racist against her own people without realizing it, which is pretty fun. Uh, I found these two to be completely not you know life changing, revolutionary, but I thought these were both just fun, uh, lighthearted, uh, uh, easy easy to read, like joyful stories, and I'm glad I read them. How about you guys? I agree. I really enjoyed these two um these two stories i really like kamala khan in general mm -hmm. um i i haven't read her book since it came out quite honestly um i jumped off after secret wars so did uh, i yeah yeah mm -hmm. but i really liked her that's the character i don't i, I forgot about her costume change um, in the second volume right in the second in the second six yeah. in the second three issues like she has a different costume and I, I forgot about that she that she had done that briefly she had changed her costume um yeah i really i really enjoyed both of these Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoyed one more than the other. Not to say that the other one's bad. I just I think it's still pretty damn good. But I definitely had more fun with uh, the Spider-Man one more than mm -hmm. the Marvel one or the the Captain Marvel one. Not to say the Captain Marvel one is is a bad one. It's I haven't read a whole lot of Captain Marvel. I uh, haven't read a whole lot of Miss Marvel. But I did enjoy the dichotomy. read more comics about women, Ben. <laughs> um no ben I, I i think i i think i might actually agree with you um no i agree it's the, the the second one's not as good the the um i also like the this is gonna sound really weird i really like i really like the art in both of these of both of these stories um i prefer the art in this in the in the in the, in the spider-man one but i really like how the second one draws kamala yeah yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. uh, I, think... well, I was gonna say about i mean to give the second half some credit what i do love is um kamala and carol danvers interacting and talking with each other mm -hmm. that i really think is really special yeah that because... pre-civil war ii that pre-civil war ii uh kamala yeah. Khan, carol danvers <laughs> yeah because yeah. i mean 
with Miss Marvel, with Kamala um, working with her her inspiration to become a hero, essentially, that I really enjoyed. But just the zany and crazy stuff going on with the uh, with Spider Man and Kamala in the first one, just that was to me that was my that was my favorite of the two. Let's let's take it Actually, let's take quick, it story quick, by Ryan. story. Yeah. Real quick, uh, can you bring up uh, Sparkle uh, Sparkle Bunny's comment, yeah. please? She oh. said, "There's a book club. Is this weekly or monthly?" It is. So yes. So so for those of you who don't know, who are who, are, who may be new to this, we do a weekly book club uh, every every week. One we we cycle through. We each pick a comic book um, that to bring to the, to bring, and we discuss it the the next week. Every week. Every week. Oh yeah. So uh, let's yeah let's talk about uh, the Spider Man story first. Then we can talk about the the, Car the Carol Danvers one. Uh, uh, so Spider Man is going uh, to a science convention to talk about her uh, his friend, the scientist who's developing this thing that can store your memories onto a hard drive, basically, yeah. uh, and that it can have terrible ramifications if put into the wrong hands, of course. But everyone knows that science can be good or bad. Uh, then the the clone conspiracy man himself, the Jackal, one of the worst Spider Man villains, shows up and just be uh, just be all Jackal like. Um, and he's fun. He's fine. Uh, the interactions between Kamala and Peter are so fun because they do a body swap and seeing them have to use each other's powers, have to deal with each other's families, deal with each other's lives. The, the through line story of, uh, Peter hates having so much responsibility. He wishes he was young again. Kamala hates being a teenager. She wants the responsibilities of being an adult. And then when they both get what they want, it's not, they realize it's not what they want. Uh, and I think that through line is really well told and really, uh, well executed. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to also I also want to ask: um, Was the plagiarism that lost him his degree, uh, Otto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was gonna ask, one, yeah. wondering. Uh, uh, so, so Ben, um, so when Doctor Octopus took over Spider Man's body, uh, he was like, "Why is Peter Parker a broke kid?" when he's a genius. So as Peter Parker, Dr. Otto Octavius, uh, went back to law, went back to school, became, you know, got his PhD, got his master's, blah, 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 blah. He started his own company. Turns out he used his own, his own doctorate and his own thesis uh, uh, from 20 years ago as Peter Parker. So after Peter came back to life as Peter, the, the science community came after him like, hey, you stole all of Otto Octavius's work. You're a fraud. So people think Peter Parker sucks at this current point in time. And I love that. That's how you get Peter back to square one with the Amazing Spider-Man relaunch with Nick Spencer. Uh, love that inclusion. Good good pickup, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was curious about that because I, I, I remember that happened, but I wasn't sure because like he is, the last time I saw Peter was in ghost spider and he was teaching at esu mm -hmm. um and i guess he's not anymore at, at this at the point of this yeah uh uh yeah unfortunately you know as good as the story the book may be like they did revert peter back to oh i'm broke and don't i got nothing going for me anymore and i'm like that's bullshit why can't this four-year-old man have a life <laughs> i hate yeah. that um i think the art you, it's gonna be hard to see i think the art is exceptional you got a little kamala khan who can't, peter can't transform well so she's got a big head and floppy arms he's like oh what's your word of big end? it's like it's not a it's not a it's not my power i just say it for fun um yeah. i think their interaction is so good i think the art joey vasquez's art is so good it's almost it's almost like webtoony in a way like like animation anime looking um but i think i think it's incredible it fits kamala very well it does yeah. I love I love the elongated looking Spider Man look. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I really I really like this one. And I think for, much for the same reason that we all did. Where, where where it's like, you know, this one really. I think they both have a lot to say. I think they both they both secretly tell t uh, say a lot. But I, I really resonated with the you know with the Peter Parker wanting to be younger and Kamala Khan wanting to be older. Like we've both been we've all been there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and and both of their shoes and seeing how like the stress switches them back and seeing how like 
um, uh, uh, Peter has to deal with. But Peter has this one one bit. It's like, uh, I'm coming, mom. Ami, mommy, Ami. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I have that panel pull up. That is so cute because uh, mm -hmm. Peter Parker, notable white man, doesn't yeah. know anything about other cultures. So yeah, uh, he has Kamala. Is like, come in, mommy, Ami, mommy. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I laughed out loud during that moment. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I think the, there's a lot of great comedy. Mag has a comment in, in our in our chat um, uh, about talking about the so the Wolverine Spidey on Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon is actually an adaptation of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book series. When that happened, mm -hmm. both of which I think are very funny. Uh, this is played for a very different laugh, and I yes. think this one works yeah. really well. It's it's yeah. it is funny uh, that uh, real quick Ben sorry uh, Peter Parker is like this is like the third time I've been body swapped like I can handle this and it's like every time it's something new so you can't handle he, it. he put it he put a chip to prevent it but it's not working it's eroded away yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well I also I kind of love I love the scene where it's like it's um it's like the top and the bottom of the page where it's like essentially them going through their days mm -hmm. together yes. as their opposite like I love Very how like, the first half and then the second half where they all mess it up. Like Kamala is all as Peter Parker is like, man, I get to do all this stuff. And then she goes to those like five lottery scratchers. <laughs> yeah. oh, she, she she's just an adult drinking coffee, reading the newspaper. Yeah, adult stuff. <laughs> and then you got and then you got Peter Parker's Kamala comments like, man, how do, do people not how do girls not eat lip gloss? This tastes oh, yeah. delicious. And he puts and when, when he when he's taking when he's doing the presentation, then he gets a cramp and he's like, yeah. Do you guys that just happens to you? Yeah. That's, that's being a woman. That's being yeah. a woman. Um, the, uh, Peter Parker deals with some uh, Islamophobia uh, for the first time in his life, like being Kamala Khan or whatever. Yeah. And like, do you deal with that all the time? I'm so sorry. That sucks, dude. Like, oh, Peter, you're so privileged. You don't even know. Peter, Peter is such an innocent, privileged white yeah. man. He's 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 so like I didn't realize it was this bad. Yeah, he's an ally, but like he just doesn't he just doesn't know. He doesn't know. I love it. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's a, he's a uh, I mean, Peter's a doofus. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. He's a lovable yeah. doofus. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then you get Kamala, who's like trying to cut herself shaving. Mm -hmm. or, or oh, the, the, job, the job interview. <laughs> Just be charming. That's all I got to do, right? And then it's like, <laughs> oh, and then it's like, Peter, you worthless sack. How how are you? And she's like, what? Oh, we're just joshing you. And it's like, so we do this. How, how are you going to bring this to our startup? It was like, uh, blockchain? Oh my god, this was early blockchain, too. Like, they were wrong that with that joke. That's a That's a timely joke. That's a good one. Yeah. uh yeah i think this is just yeah it's a lot of fun um i always love a good body swap story it's always fun yeah i i quite enjoyed this one what a, what a fun what a fun body swap for peter and, and kamala yeah. um and when they... I, I also i like i like how the first issue does the two narratives that mm -hmm. we you know we do we see kamala's point of view and then we see peter's point of view um mm -hmm. i think that i think that was really really effective and we see how peter talks to himself that kamala didn't hear the first time mm -hmm. um and how, and why like Peter tried to try to fiddle with the machine? Um, it was it was uh, because like yeah, it, it is a two part first issue. And after the first part ended, I was like, that's a short issue. That's weird. Mm -hmm. And then I realized there's a whole another from yeah. this point of view. And I'm like, oh, that's a good that's good. Yeah, and like you see, introducing Peter Parker, you're only here because you're here her friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, wait, I thought he was a plagiarist or whatever. He sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a great story. And then we'll move on to um, the 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 next three issues. Uh, I don't have the artist name. I'll try to find it while you guys talk. But it's written by Clint McElroy. And this put me a surprise because Clint McElroy is an old, old man. 
Uh, but it, what's significant about Clint Evagora is he was a comic writer from the early 90s. Uh, he worked on, like I think, like Top Cow and Green Arrow stuff. Uh, but he is the father of the McElroy family who does My Brother, My Brother and Me and The Adventure Zone, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So Clint McElroy has been in nerd culture for a long time, but he's been away from comics for 20 years, over 20 years. Wow. So for him to come back to write comics is really cool because he's writing stuff that he read about. All this Carol Danvers stuff with Walter uh, and the Cree, that stuff from early carol danvers stuff so like uh it is really cool to see you know uh an older marvel fan being able to incorporate older marvel stuff into a newer story about kamala khan and carol i thought that stuff was really fun um i will say sometimes you can tell it's a 65 year old man writing a teenage girl i mm -hmm. uh, uh that's the only problem i really have sometimes the dialogue is a little like i don't know if you know what kids sound like sometimes um i think he's got a good voice for carol yeah. Uh, oh, he got Carol down. I think for sure. Yeah, I think I think he's got a good voice for Carol. I'm not I'm not crazy about his Kamala voice, but there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun dialogue coming from Kamala anyway in this. Um, I had a question about this one. Mm -hmm. uh, Walter, I he he is the alter ego of, of Captain Marvel, the first Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's this, like Don. It's like Donald Blake situation. Yeah. And this was never. This wasn't a time. This wasn't a point where they were two. They were at once two people. That's a retcon. Uh, no, so so Walter Walter basically like his plane crashed or whatever, and he was supposedly dead, and he took over his identity. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, so Walter is like, "Hey, I I'm back, and I've been here. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna fix everything you did to me." I wasn't sure if that was like I figured like the reveal that he was still alive is is new for this, but I wasn't sure if it was always the case that they were two different people. No, yeah, it's it's very much a situation of like he used his identity uh, uh, to be undercover, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, um, I yeah. really like that there's a there's a bit in the first issue when he's when he calls Carol he calls Captain Marvel Carol and he calls Miss Marvel Kamala um and I really I really love how they don't linger on that moment until the second issue when Carol's like honey he calls you Kamala I didn't even I didn't even catch that either I was like oh that is weird how does he know this teenage girl's name he's a spy yeah. he's spying on her uh I think the story itself is really really cool I love the idea of this human being who the Kree destroyed his life. So he's going to use their own technology in every way possible to fight them back into like, like take away all of their powers or whatever he's going to do. Uh, and I, I think the most fun is like, it's, it's Carol Danvers realizing she's racist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so great because it's, it's Carol like, Hey, Kamala, I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you about, you know, about representation of like, you know, this Pakistani scientist and blah, 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 all this stuff. And like, I'm doing great, but she doesn't realize she has her own internal, her own internal problems with her own people without realizing it. Um, I love the idea of Star Force Blue, this new version of Star Force, who are like, we're Star Force, they're assassins, they come to kill you. But this new version of Star Force, is like, no, we're here to bring justice, justice. And Carol's like, murderers, they're all gonna murder. And like, Carol, simmer down, bro. Uh, the I constant, yeah, go ahead. I, I love that line where, where they're like, where um, Carol and Walter are trying to figure out if the bat flies are only gonna do this. And Kamal's just like, well, well, what if they don't do this? She's like, they're gonna hit squad, they're gonna do it. And then you just hear that knock on the door. Or they'll just knock. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the, I like the reveal that they're that and like they're only are invisible until they need to be part of this like whatever trial they're doing. You see, you see Cree Unibands. Mm -hmm. Maybe something like that showing up in a current show we're talking about. Maybe it's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, uh, I love that they have to go to Wakanda for something, and sure, he's like, Hey, you could use this ship, just bring it back with a full tank of gas. I'm like, yeah. What? It's that's Wakanda. What are you well, about? It's like, we're gonna, we're going to the to the Smoky Mountains. I don't know, you have volcanoes in, in Wakanda. We don't, it, 
I don't know why they're called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think some of the comedy, uh, Clint McElroy is is like a more comedic writer. Uh, again, like he does like uh, like a D and D podcast with his kids. Um, so like I think I think the writing overall is pretty fun. Just Kamala sometimes feels you know like she says some things like oh that doesn't feel like something he would say. I love all the inclusions of old Cree uh Cree technology you see like the mandroids you see the sentries and those are all old school like 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 it's gonna be hard to say like the Cree giant sentry robot like yeah. is that a sentinel it's like no it's not a sentinel they just look the same uh i think that's just really funny um the stuff with walter i think works out and it is pretty funny uh i like star force as a new team um overall yeah star fox gets a mention who we just met in mm-hmm. eternals yes yes the most the dirtiest joke in a marvel thing in a while uh let's talk about see star fox's room uh, under a, under a black light. <laughs> oh, okay. I have to say, I love that that line where because Kamala's all like, oh, you mean the video game? Bruno has that. Come with a Wombo pack, right? And <laughs> yeah. Carol's like, um, no. Yes. Wrong Star Fox. Wrong Star Fox. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you would like that. I, um, I would. I, oh, uh, I lo- oh, this is great art, actually, when... Um, when in Indi- Indigo, the leader of Star Force, is like, Captain, you are the you are the wrong here. You can't beat all of us. Use your head. Oh no, no, I didn't literally mean. And she hit her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really good kinetic art right there. Uh, I think it's really yeah. great. Um, and even though Carol learns her lessons, uh, uh, Kamala's like, Oh my God, Carol, I'm so proud of you. And she's like, Don't push it. Don't get crazy. Yeah, I I'm really learning like- on my own time. I really like seeing there's a couple of things about this. Like it reminded me of the of the Carol Danvers retcon where that she is half Cree. I'm not I'm not crazy about that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do really like seeing Kamala and Carol as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it makes me really excited to see them in the Marvels. Oh, yeah, um, me too. Because I, I think that that's that was something they did. They, they did shy away from for a for honestly, I think rightfully a while uh, with Kamala. And she didn't meet Captain Marvel right away. Yeah. Um. And and as she started to meet her, meet her, her idol, she became her friend. And I think I think that's a really good story story beat just in general for Kamala. And I really like how they explore that really just like carefully in here because you realize in the beginning she Kamala was hired by Carol to look after this thing, mm-hmm. um, and, and to look after this warehouse, uh, this damage control warehouse. And I thought I think that's all. I, I I just really like seeing that relationship continually explored like that. Yeah, and and uh, in both these stories, you see her parents show up again, and they're always fun characters to have. Um, yeah, I think this was a was a a very fun, brisk look into more more of Kamala Khan, which is just what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's my turn next week. I don't know what it is, unfortunately. Hell yeah, um, we got time. I, I need to I need to see my books in order to, to in order to figure out what I'm going to do. We got time. Um, I was thinking about doing a Star doing the Darth Vader one, the Moncala one, but I don't think it will. Um, no, be more original. Okay, so yes, Star Wars? No, I'm kidding. Ah. Um, <laughs> all right. So next week, I don't we don't know what's happening next week. Um we got one we got we got a gap week before Thor. Mm. Uh so you know, guys, think of some topics. Maybe we can yeah. do something fun. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, I'm I'm pretty sure you're probably listening at this point. Um on your way back from your cabin in the woods. So if you've got a topic thinking of uh if you're thinking about a topic, go ahead. Um, okay, so guys, it'll do it. Um, I just want to say I did this entire podcast completely sober for the first time in months. Hell yeah, baby. Me, 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 me too. I've been Yay, us. Yay, dude, us. sobriety is awful. <laughs> it sucks. Man, <laughs> let me tell you. Shitty. I, for, I forgot my I forgot my gummies. Yeah. yeah. It happens. I'm old. Um, oh, okay. huh? Actually, that's not I was gonna say I'm always sober, but that's that's a lie. You're far more sober than I than we are, though. <laughs> um. Anyway, 
So smoking that... weed, smoking weed's okay, y'all. We're not getting crazy. We're not doing hardcore drugs. I'm talking about Coke. Oh, all right, Max. <laughs> <laughs> you say that as Brian as Brian as Ryan takes a sip of his Coke. Mm. A cola. Hey, remember that it used to have coke co- uh, cocaine in it. We used to be a better country. <laughs> we used to be a real country. <laughs> we had cocaine in our sodas. Uh, yes, I'm talking about my my edibles. Um, also, I'm driving back tonight. I don't want to be high doing that. So that's wise. That's so wise. that's it, guys. Um, uh, uh, congratulations to to Ryan and I for doing this episode completely sober. <laughs> um, all right, so that'll do it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This morning, I know it was earlier than our, t- our time. Probably a welcome change for some for some people in the chat. Mm-hmm. We actually um, got people. We got more people in the chat than normal. So yeah, we did. Yeah. And Mag, of course, as always, says goodbye. Man, uh, morning yeah. or late, you're here, Mag. I love you. You're you you make me want to do this podcast forever. Thank you. We always appreciate you. As he says, catch you later, gang, and stay safe until next time. Yes. Um, guys, there's plenty of other shows you want to check out if you like this. If you like this so much, um, uh, Princess Sparkle Bunny uh, did not know we had a book club, so and we have a show called the Fickner Book Club, which is not currently active, but we are working on getting it back up with with, with a new volume, <sighs> Wasted Space. So stay tuned for that. They can find that if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel. You can also find plenty. I talked about it up top, but plenty of fake nerds watches are happening right now. We're kind of at the tail end of this major access of fake nerds watch that we that we've had to do. Um, there is man, that Resident Evil show is starting soon. <laughs> I just forgot Woo! about that. Oh, hot shit. dog, hot dog. But that's not a fake nerds watch yet. We'll not yet. We'll figure something out for that later. Um, but we've got uh, the entirety of Obi Wan Kenobi that is that is out now. <laughs> we have Miss Marvel, the first episode of Miss Marvel. The second episode will be recorded soon. Um, next week, I believe. I think we're we're gonna aim for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have the boys. The first four episodes of the boys are up, guys. The boys. I haven't seen it yet, but it's a spicy episode. I hear it's pretty spicy. Um, uh, how much? How, however much uh, semen is in there, double it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a lot of semen. <laughs> I'm um, very uncomfortable right now. Oh, wait till you watch the boys, Ben. I think I legitimately think Zara's going to bounce off after this. It's listen. I'll tell you what. It, it is. They overhyped it, 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 but it is still. It is still a gross episode for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I figured they would probably overhype because, like, you know, there is there is some, there's limits to what you can do on TV. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm happy they they at least attempt to do something as bold as hero gasm. Um, and I think that Zara Zara is already having a hard time this season. The yeah. the little man going inside of a penis really did it for her. <laughs> so it's a lot. That's true. I think it's she's true. gonna have a hard time. Hard time. It gets worse. Episode. It does get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if if she continues watching it with me. But yeah, so we had the first four episodes that that's there. We'll we'll come back to the boys for a fakeness watch after the last episode of the season airs um, in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. And of course, Stranger Things. There's a new season. Of Str- there's two two new episodes of Stranger Things are dropping this coming week. Actually, yeah, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So look so, for our fakeness watch for those two episodes. Like uh, two, three, like four four hours of content in two episodes. Y'all ready yeah. for this? <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, Basement Arcade. There's a series on this on the on this thing called Basement Arcade. You can check that that show out. Of course, there's also Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Basement Arcade. That's our Let's Play series where we do video games. And Basement Arcade Pause Menu is our uh, video game discussion series. The latest episode of that that dropped was a Summer Game Fest mm-hmm. uh, discussion, um, and there will be a new episode soon. I yep. think. Um, uh, and Fakner Book Club, as I mentioned, and Animation Station. You can also check out 
um, all shows you can find if you like this video and subscribe to the channel. Princess Sparkle Bunny in the chat once more saying, uh, love this time slot. Yeah, uh, it's not always feasible for us. Yeah, I, I like it too, but yeah, it's a lot harder with four set schedules. Yeah, 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 our schedules are so messed up and there's so many other factors. But we, when we when this does happen, it's like, cool. If we ever get to the point where we are recording in person more regularly again, I believe we'll probably have this 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 earlier time slot once more. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have not been able to figure that out. Um, people are scattered to the wind right now, so we'll see what mm -hmm. happens whenever this pandemic ends. Um, or when you guys find a new place. It's not the first one, definitely the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling the pandemic will never end. Yeah, I think we're just in this. I think this yeah, is this just is, our life now. This is just life-demic. Um, you can also find if you guys if you guys like us, you can check out our Patreon. You can check out our T Public. Uh, those are linked below, and you can support us financially if you'd like uh, to do that. And of course, you can check out our website epicnerpodcast.com, which is linked below, and you can check out all the links that I mentioned. Those are all there on our website, as well as like writings from Ben and I, of course. Um, thank you to everyone who listens to us. Thank you to everyone who watches the live show, the live stream. Thank you to everyone who watches the live stream. Thank you to everyone who watches the rewind. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Um, we greatly appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci uh, for our music. You know, you've heard his music all day, uh, and you hear it for every show. That's his music. You can check him out at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards, or you can find this podcast, Suburban Proctologist, which his 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 Twitter account has been active. Uh, he things are happening. He liked one of my tweets. That means something's happening, right? Suburban Proctologist has a new logo. Uh, he's he's ramping up some things, guys. Look forward to that. Stuff's um, happening. You can find him on Facebook at Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. I do not know his Instagram handle, and I realize I should have figured that out. Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. No, his 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 Suburban Proctologist Instagram handle. Oh, poopy poopy pants at poopypants.com. Look, it's Suburban Suburban Proctologist. I doubt there's more than one. If there is, that's wild. Yes. <laughs> um, you can find, of course, Mike Matola. Mike Matola is a is a longtime collaborator, which I think we might have a slot for him in coming in July. I'm Yay! I um, am so ready. Uh, me too. And he's got, of course, I would I would say this week, but Sparks isn't, isn't here to even discuss it. So we'll, maybe later in July. I think we got a time for him. Um, he, of course, does some of our logos and longtime collaborator. We love that guy. He does some tri trivia challenges. Um, let's see if I can also get get my finger pointed at it. Yeah. There we. Yeah. 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 Break, break on through to the other side. Um, and you can find him at Mike Patola on Instagram and TikTok. Um, he's got a really funny TikTok, guys. You should check it out. Um, you can find him. On, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All at Fakner Podcast. Fakenerguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant fairly regularly, uh, which is linked below. I also write for Atomic Geekdom where I write various articles such and a, a series where I'm revisiting the Infinity Saga, um, 50, 50 what I believe are the defining moments of the MCU. Um, and I also edit for kaijiramamedia.com. Um, get in touch with me if you want to write for that site. Ben? You can find me taking a nap at benmaga27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and, of course, GoNintendo.com. My newest GoNintendo piece is down below, so go ahead and check that out. And uh, if, your next, if your next TikTok isn't you taking a nap, I'm going to be very upset. TikTok uh, on the clock. Hard for me to take a to record a TikTok and edit that while I'm taking People a nap. People do it. They take a fake nap and they record themselves. All right. <laughs> All right, all right. 
But uh, what, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Also, you can uh, possibly find me streaming at ben Ma- at twitch.tv slash benmagnet27 on Tuesdays and Saturday mornings at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to try and possibly get back into Elden Ring this upcoming uh, this upcoming Tuesday morning. But uh, cool. who knows? I la- I put a poll on my Twitter. That's why I was playing Shredder's, Re- Shredder's Revenge last week because people were like, Shredder's Revenge. So I'm like, all right. People it's the, new, it's the new hotness. Ryan. Hey, y'all. You can find me uh, diverging the timelines of Final Fantasy VII at DJ Tony Snark 616 on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch Live or YouTube for the VODs, video on demand. Boop, 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 boop. And you can find our good friend Sparks, who is not here right now, at Sparks Witty. You can find him. What would he say? You can find him coming back from his cabin in the woods at Sparks Witty on his S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, guys. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next time, see us, guys. Stay fake, nerds.